Stand by for a start. Form analysis and markets, plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's thoroughbred racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ on Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing in association with Racing New South Wales and the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. And a very good morning to you. Welcome to Racing HQ Saturday, wherever you are. It's lovely to have you with us. It is race day. It's Chelmsford Stakes Day. You can throw in the first race of the Sydney Sprint Series in the Concord Stakes. Great field to get together there. Uh, the Furious Stakes and the return of Zaki and Co. in the tramway. Uh, Richard Haynes, great to be with you this morning. If you are watching or listening, Sky Thoroughbred Central. If you uh, want to tune to uh, the TV and Sky Racing 1 for the first part of the show, download the Tab app. It's a good way to go about your business or Sky Racing Active or you might just be on the radio out and about uh, this morning. Great to have your company. What a day of racing ahead of us. Uh, one... One little half an eye on the radar, I suppose. It's a, it's a little ugly up towards Putty and up that way and up in Sydney's northwest out past Hawkesbury. But, look, we don't want to sort of harp on too much about the weather. I've uh, had enough of that lately, so uh, the radar not looking too flash. But it's a great day of racing ahead of us. Of course, Ramwick takes centre stage and we generally focus on uh, on that meeting today. Hawkesbury are racing today as well. Good program at Hawkesbury to get through. They'll go racing in Doombin in Queensland. Mooney Valley, a great program at the Valley and Morpherville. Uh, so we'll come Cover off on uh, track details for those meetings off the top. Uh, before 7 o'clock, Brody Nixon's done his trial form. A couple of horses out of the trials that he quite fancies today. And John Steinmetz um, has Mike Rona uh, down to run in the midway today. We'll have a chat with John and uh, find out how his, um, his winter team has been going. He's been going pretty well by the looks of things. So we'll check in with Johnny Steinmetz in a little while. Brett Devine at 7 o'clock. Ron Duffy after 7 o'clock, of course, and uh, a pretty handy guest list here. On my rundown, it says around 10 past 7, James Cummings. David Payne, good team for David. He's won the Chelmsford a couple of times before, has David, and maybe the good man can win it again for him today. Annabelle Neesham, Joe Pride, Anthony Cummings down for a chat, and hopefully Richard Litt towards 8 o'clock. We'll get the latest on Profondo for you. Sydney form, Doombin form, Hawkesbury form behind the gates at 10 o'clock. We surely couldn't make it four weeks in a row with the behind the gates multi, could we? I've yet to put my horse in. And Mars Crusader isn't taken yet. And I really want to go with Mars Crusader. But I'm looking at the radar and I'm not sure. But he's a damn good horse. I have until 7.30 to make a decision uh, on, on that horse for uh, the Behind the Gates Multi shooting for four weeks in a row. So uh, that's a roundtable. Chad Brad Davidson and uh, Hurls and also Darren Flindell. Three, uh, it's about, uh, what, 32 minutes past six this morning. Let's go to Ramwick and check in uh, with uh, the track conditions. And Michael Wood is the man to talk to, track manager. Good morning to you, Michael. Good morning, Richard. How's your week been? Yeah, look, a bit up and down. Obviously, a, a bit of rain around, but also some nice days, and uh, good to see the back of winter. What rating do we go for Chelmsford Day? It tracks rated the soft six uh, this morning. Um, Penetrometer of five six five, a going stick of eight point two, and a shear of eleven. So, um, look, we, we were expecting to get some some rainfall overnight, and some parts of Sydney did, but thankfully we missed the majority of it. Um, so we just recorded the 35 mils for the week and, yeah, the wind's blown all night, which has uh, seen some improvement in the track. I mean, yeah, the, the last 48 hours in the eastern suburbs, those clouds have been flirting around the place and there was a decent downpour on, on Thursday morning. But since then, it's, it's, it's been kind enough to you and the team. Yeah, it has. Uh, you know, as I say, we were expecting some rainfall there yesterday, uh, pretty much all day, which never really eventuated. And, 
again, thankfully overnight, um, not a lot. So, uh, look, there's still some out there on the radar, as you say, coming off the coast, and um, looks like we're going to have some pretty significant winds there throughout the day. So, uh, hopefully they blow anything uh, through quite quickly. And what direction are those winds going to be coming from? For those that are doing their speed maps, do you need cover? You're going to get a push up the straight. How are they going to play out? Yeah, it's coming from the southeast, and um, you know, I think it's probably where uh, the, wind, the weather tracker that we've we've just introduced is going to um, pay for itself, so to speak. Uh, you know, people can stay up to date with that throughout the day, and they are saying from the southeast uh, with gusts of around 60 to 80 k. So it is going to be quite significant, I think, on on how the races are run. Just trying to work out where that uh, southeast, where we're on the track, where are they going to be? Uh, what, what'll that, what'll that do? Yeah, predominantly in their face down the back, and, and give them a bit of a kick up the straight. So it is slightly across them in the straight, but um, yeah, predominantly behind them. So I think we'll see that they'll they'll come home quite well, um, and hopefully we don't get too much of those showers throughout the day. Potentially a drying track. The showers stay away that bit. The Bulldogs get the cash by a point. You've had an okay, an okay few days, Michael. Yeah, the Bulldogs just keep bringing me in for the following year. So, <laughs> um, no, it was good good to get a win there last night. But, yeah, hopefully the weather can play for us tonight and I'll take that over a Bulldogs win. The last six weeks, I'm not sure whether the Seagulls have got me in for next year, but I'll, uh, it's, uh, you're going to have to stick solid for sure. Thank you, Michael. Always good to chat. I'll see you trackside a bit later and we appreciate the report. Thanks, mate. Catch you later. Good on you. Michael Wood, yeah. Proud doggies man, as a few of uh, the racing people are out there. Behaves their manners and co. So uh, there you go. Soft six, yeah, the radar's a bit how you're doing, but anyway, soft six, and hopefully those, uh, those winds can uh, dry out that track uh, a little bit more. Great program, and uh, let's hope come scratchings time where we are light on and they all get together for a great program at Ramwick today. Really good program at Hawkesbury as well, and uh, Ricky Johnson's the man to have a chat. Chat uh, about uh, Hawkesbury today. He's on the line. G'day, Rick. Morning, mate. How you going? All right. No, no complaints, my end. That's for sure. Uh, how's Hawkesbury this morning? Uh, we're, get, we're getting a little light shower this morning, but there's not a lot of rain just yet. But um, we end up leaving the track as a five. Um, we, you know, we're going to get showers all day by the look of it later on. So we just uh, we're just hoping they stay away. Yeah, there's a there's a dirty big blob on the radar just northwest of you guys by the look. Yeah, and we've just been missing it. It just seems to be borderline, you know. We're just on the edge of it all, so a bit of luck if it don't come our way, we'll get through the day pretty good. You've had a, a busy enough schedule of late. You happy with the track? Track's coming along really good, yeah. I've got the uh, the Kai's just starting to kick along. We've had a few warmer days that we've had, and uh, it's starting to pick up really good. So we've got four meetings this month, but... She'll hold up okay. Michael Wood at Ramwick there was talking about a, a, a fair southeasterly whipping in. What are, what are conditions like? Any, any breeze or wind to talk of up that way? Yeah, we've got nothing at present, but they're talking something anywhere between 10 and 10, 30, 10 to 30 kilometre hour winds coming through. So they're the uh, the old August winds that we haven't hadn't arrived as yet. So And when they're they late. come, it's a, bit, uh, it's a bit breezy. They're a couple of weeks late, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A few weeks late. Sometimes that happens. But okay. H- have you had a Have you had a horse or two gallop across the track? Any feedback from a rider or two this morning? Had one. Uh, Rachel King rode one this morning. She said it's uh, you know with a, with a little bit of dew on it, hot, you know, and the little shower we had this morning. She said it's you know she's she's a between a five five right on the five mark. So. 
Okay. Very good. Good on you, Rick. We appreciate it. Good luck with that Hawkesbury program today. It's always nice to have a, a, a provincial date and uh, plenty of eyes on Hawkesbury today. We, we uh, always good to chat and uh, good luck with the meeting. Thank you very much. On your Rick, uh, Rick Johnson up there at uh, at Hawkesbury. If you're uh, uh, Rachel King, try to get Rachel on this morning. She's a busy lady. If you're around Rachel and if you're listening, flick us a text. We'd love to have a chat to you before seven o'clock about um, about your rides for today. But uh, she's a busy lady. We appreciate that. All the uh, the riders and trainers race morning. They're all very accommodating to have a chat with us about uh, about their hopes on the day. They are racing at Doomben in Queensland today, the main Queensland venue. Uh, looks like they'll get this Birdsville meeting underway at a point, but Ross Smith is at Dooman. He's with us on the line. Good morning, Ross. Richard, how are you? Very well, thanks. What's happening? Uh, overcast conditions. We had a light shower running through at the moment. We've had nine and a half mil overnight. Um, put the track in the soft sticks range. Okay. Was that anticipated? Uh, they were actually forecasting 20 to 30 mil mm. um, overnight, but... Um, North of us got it, south of us got it. We just got a nice drop in between. How does the track walk, Ross? Yeah, track walked really well this morning. Um, I had it on the firm side yesterday afternoon, anticipating this rain coming through. Uh, it's just softened the, the top up uh, underneath, nice and firm. Uh, just got to see how much we get this morning. The Bureau said we any chance of getting 10 to 15 mil this morning and then clearing straight after lunch. So we'll just see what happens. Okay. What, what have you done with the rail there today, Ross? Rail's gone out uh, two and a half metres. Uh, we're at two metres for our last Saturday meeting here. Uh, we've had four mil of irrigation on the track for the week and the seven and a half mil of rainfall for the last seven days. Okay. So a little, little bit of radar watch this morning, Ross, and we hope that, that, that rain maybe dodges you a little bit. Yeah, there's... There's been a few showers coming in from the northwest, and that's where it's come from. Uh, but just whether you get the heavier part or you just get the drizzly stuff, and we don't want too much more because it's all been good soaking rain overnight. Um, some places had heavy rain, but we've just had the soaking rain, so sometimes that can be worse for racing. We'll find out soon enough. There, I can see the uh, the radar there. Our Sky Thoroughbred Central viewers, yeah, it's sort of either side. It's some. Um, sort of you know, the missing missing the Gold Coast that bit as well I'll tell you what northern New South Wales are about to get wet again unfortunately alright good on you Ross yeah. look good to chat good to chat race morning good program there and uh, we'll speak again soon no worries Richard thank you good man uh, Ross Smith and uh, my um, my rundown is Michael Charge uh, doing the form there for, for Doombin today feature race is race 8 the Sky Racing Tattersall's Members Cup so Good day racing from Durban today. And, of course, all the action right here on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Uh, big day of racing at the Valley today. Great program. There are nine races to get through the carnival in full swing. Marty Sinan's on the line for a chat. G'day, Marty. Hey, Richard. How are you? Really good, thank you. Uh, yeah, great program today. How does the track shape up? Uh, we've got up a soft six this morning. Uh, we just had 0.2 mil of rain last night, which um, was a bit under what they forecast. They forecast that one to two mil. But looking at the radar now, there doesn't seem to be much around. We may get another little shower, but nothing much. So with that, probably start off on a soft six, and hopefully if the wind picks up, we can get upgraded to a soft five. Okay. Happy with the way the track presents? Yeah, it's in great order. Um, back in the true, first time back in that true section for five months. Our last meeting there was the William Reed, and actually we've done our Renault through the winter, and, that, and um, the track's in great order and should race pretty even today. 
Okay, I suppose you had the odd um, old track gallop or tra trainer's request to take horses there now and again, we see. Yeah, we had 30-odd here on Tuesday, but um, we did have 15 mil of rain on that Monday night, so they were on probably soft to heavy ground out wide there. But um, like I said, the track has improved throughout the week. We had a beautiful day here yesterday, a bit of wind, so that helped to dry out a bit. And we're just yeah. going to gallop two horses around the next half hour, so just see how it is. We'll have a couple of jockeys go around, see what they think. But I reckon, like I said, start off on that six and hopefully get an early upgrade. And, and that radar is looking relatively clear for the day? Yeah, it's only going to be 14 degrees with the Sudley, which doesn't make it the most pleasant day with the Sudleys coming off the bay. But, um, yeah, it should be a nice day. Hopefully get a decent crowd. And, you know, like I said, good racing. Only small fields, but, um, you know, that's just the way it is. And, like I said, still should be good days racing. Some good horses coming back. No doubt. Good on you, Marty. Good to chat and good luck with the meeting today. Thank you. Of course, it is, uh, it's Fee and Stakes Day. Thank you, Marty, for the Fee and Stakes. is race number four. Yeah, just a field of six, but you can make that five now with Forgot You coming out. I'm not, here to, not here to hammer any races, but a, a Fee and Stakes, five runners, group two, wait for age over the mile. Um, I mean, Mr. Uh, yeah, Brightside's uh, the horse to beat. Well, you'd think he's the horse to beat, but uh, the McEwen Stakes, well, there's a uh, there's a Tab Everest lead-up of sorts. The, the McEwen Stakes um, in the Congo, Rothfire Zoo-style away game there, Cooling Gatter. The return of the good Philly Coolman Gatter, the Atlantic Jewel Stakes, and also the Chautauqua Stakes. So, really good program there at the Valley, albeit a little light on. You'd like to see uh, a few more uh, runners there, but anyway, it is where it is. And uh, who do we have? Is Dean Lester back? Yeah, Dino's back. Dean Lester, Mark Hunter, after 9 o'clock for their Melbourne preview. More for Bill are racing today, and Ian Widowson is the man to talk to. G'day, Ian. Good morning. How's, um, how's the week been in Adelaide? How do we shape up? Yeah, the week's been good. Um, the track's come up really well. We've uh, moved the rail out uh, from the spring, uh, spring stakes we had, which was on the 16th, uh, 6th of August, sorry. Um, we've moved that out. From, it was in true position. We've moved it out to three metres entire. Um, the track walks really well underfoot. It feels really nice and um, firm and compact. It's actually really nice. Uh, so it's going to come back at a 6.1, which puts, puts us in the soft six range which is really good for this time of year. Um, the kite is starting to starting to come back through again and so it gives a bit of colour, which is great. So looking forward to that. Haven't had too much rainfall this week. Um, nil the last 24 hours and uh, seven mil total for the last uh, seven days. So not too bad. We're going into, going into today's racing in really good stead, I reckon. Big 10-race program as well, Ian, I suppose. I'm not saying it's an, an off-season, of course, but you're going to have races there where you're going to have some of the uh, the better Adelaide horses that need to run if they're going to get to Melbourne in the next few weeks. Absolutely, that's what we're here for. Yeah, I think we've got the extra races when um, Oakbank got cancelled. So, yeah, well, that's, that's fine with us. Um, we're here for, to help out um, other tracks around um, the state. So, yeah, we look forward to it. Good on you, Ian. Good to chat. Good luck today. No worries, thank you. Ian Widowson there for a chat about Morpherville Racing on a soft six. Um, yeah, look, there's no stakes races on the program, uh, not that I can see, uh, but it's a strong 10-race program. And, uh, Pete Ellis has done the form for Adelaide. Pete will join us at around about 11 o'clock today. So just going through those uh, track ratings again, if you just joined us here on Sky, um, Sky Racing and, uh, of course, Sky Sports Radio, Ranwick is a soft six. The radar a little bit... Um, 
how you're doing around the place, but a, a, a decent breeze. Hopefully, we there's more breeze than showers around the place. But Rambic a soft six, um, Hawkesbury is a soft five, Dumont a soft six, Mooney Valley is soft six, and Morpheville a soft six for your form there. It's around a quarter to seven. Great to have your company. Saturday HQ, way we go. Great day of racing from Randwick. We might head to a short break. Before seven o'clock, we have Brody Nixon with his trialers. John Steinmetz uh, will give us the latest on Mike Rayner and other runners in the yard and Brett Devine back shortly. Running a trades business isn't all sunshine and rainbows. It's full of these spreadsheets and paperwork. That's why I use Fergus. It takes care of all my admin so I can focus on the things I'm actually good at. Plus, it's got a bunch of handy tools to help keep my business under control. You the ripper. Fergus Job Software. Tradies swear by it. Visit fergus.com slash radio where you'll get a $200 discount to get you started. Spring is in the air this Saturday with Tab. And for all races at Randwick and Mooney Valley, place a tote win bet in venue or on course with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second, third or even fourth, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on all races in Sydney and Melbourne this Saturday, but only at your local Tab. Download the app today. Excludes WA residents. First online tote win bet only. Placed in Tab venues. T's and C's at website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858. Introducing the all-new Kia Nero. Available as a hybrid or full electric model, this SUV is smarter than your average car. Featuring Kia Connect technology. Take control of your Nero with your smartphone. Cold out? Turn up the heat before you get in. Forgot where you parked? Relax. The app will lead the way. The all-new Kia Nero in hybrid or all-electric. It's smarter than your average car. Kia. Movement that inspires. It's all the game. The renowned Big Sports Breakfast Grand Final Lunch. This year, Clarkie, Loz, Jamie and yours truly, Jared Middleton, are heading to the Grand Pavilion at Rose Hill Racecourse, Wednesday, September 28th, where the midweek Rose Hill races will be in full swing. Don't miss an afternoon of big laughs, good food and even better company as you mingle with NRL and racing royalty. And of course, you may even get a winner or two with help from our Sky Racing tipsters. Plus, we'll preview Saturday Tab Epsom Day. Get your tickets now at australianturfclub.com.au. Racing HQ brought to you by the Kosciuszko. Tickets now available in venue or on the Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Season season website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858. Well, welcome back to Racing HQ Saturday, wherever you are watching or listening. It's race day. Away we go. It's Chelmsford Stakes Day at Randwick today. One of the really good days of the year. If you haven't been to the races for a while, you're umming and ahhing what to do, get down to Randwick. You'll see some really good horses, quality right across the board. Um, the first race in the Sydney Sprint Series, of course, a $6 million uh, Sprint Series leading up to the Tab Everest. And uh, the first five horses home today will collate points uh, in that series and um, yeah, see how that uh, goes as we go through the spring. Uh, plenty of good trial horses around the place at the moment, week in, week out. We see there's good trialers stepping out. Brody Nixon's done the form on those trialers and he joins us on race morning. Brody, good morning to you. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, everyone. You're not whispering this morning. They say you, you try and keep things down so you don't wake up Mrs Nixon, but you're sounding good form this morning. No, Miss Nixon is up in Queensland at the oh. moment, so I have to give a shout-out to my lit, her little brother, Flynn. He's having his hockey grand finals state at Switch, so best of luck, Flynn. We'll be cheering you on. 
from how, Sydney. How old's uh, how old's Flynn? And any grand finals a bit of a buzz. Grand finals a big buzz. I think they missed one last year, but they won one the year before. I was there that day, so um, I think he's ten years old. He had his first representative tournament as well for Met West, so he's um, he's doing very very well. Unreal. You okay as a bachelor there, Brady? You okay? You you're handling things okay? A little bit too comfortable, I think. I might extend <laughs> in this day. <laughs> um, let's go to the trialers, and um, I really like the couple of horses you've picked out uh, to highlight for the viewers and listeners this morning. Uh, fire away with your first trial horse you want to have a look at. Well, now we talk about it, seems a bit of an omen bet for the weekend <laughs> with the bachelor pad. Party for one comes up in race number three over the 1,100 metres. Now, drawn wide today, I'm not too sure if this is the best day to be getting right on in regards to a bit of the race set up, 1,100 metres from gate number 14, the 59.5 kilos, but don't sleep on this mare, this preparation. I think she's going really, really well. We'll roll this replay. Look for her to be towards last on the fence. Yeah, looking back towards last preparation, her runs at Hawkesbury and Gosford were very, very good, as well as running second behind Espiona, fifth behind Heresy as well, second up last preparation. She'll get over 1,200, 1,400 metres, but her trials as preparation for the Pride team is absolutely terrific. She ran third behind Mr Mozart over the 1,400 metres at Hawkesbury. That was in the Group 3 event that day. And then ran at Gosford. Now, was defeated six lengths. That was a walking race up front. Rustic still led and won that day. Got back to last around the tight track, and two trials this preparation have been terrific. Keen mainly on the place today, but party for one going very well. Yeah, $10 fixed with the tab. That's a really... That's the third race for the mares. Rubenocchi's $5. Jal Lay, Hurls' favourite mare at $5. Duchy of Savoy, six fifty, And Hoover Lucy, seven fifty. I suppose, uh, Brady, those kinds of mares we're talking about, they're, they're fringe listed and group mares and you never know, a party for one might just put a hand up as uh, maybe going to the next level and, and $10 is a nice price to find out. Absolutely spot on, Richard, and that's the way I looked at this race as well, doing the form. There's a lot of mares and a lot of horses that have been going quite well. However, there's a bit of speed in this race and if there's one horse in this race that's going to get to black tight, it's definitely going to be party for one. Okay, let's go to the second of the trialers. I'm an unabashed fan. The big fella returns today. He's lethal first up. He's in the Concord Stakes. His name's Andermatt. James McDonald has been aboard for three rides, three victories. Comes here first up where he has had four runs, four victories. Might get heavy ground or wet ground at least. He's had five goes on heavy ground for three victories. He, he's a terrific sprinter, especially fresh. Um, during the winter, we saw him run this really good couple of races there at Canterbury and Randwick, of course. Put himself into Everest conversations and rolling this trial from Hawkesbury. I was watching it and I was just... I was watching him going, yeah, that's a fairly nice piece of work, but keep an eye on the last 50 metres when he really let rip. I walked away from that trial very, very impressed. I was keen to back him wherever he went next. And to be honest, I think he's found the perfect race. The tab shopped $8, and that was heavily backed early. I wrote a story for the Star Racing website yesterday, so the eagle-eyed punters really sniped that opening quote, was crunched in betting. Eduardo carries the 60.5 kilograms here, so and Matt with the 56 and gate number 7. Should enjoy the smother midfield. J-Mac aboard. If he's going to beat Eduardo, today has to be the day. We might just leave that tab market up on Central. I'll just go down the board here briefly, Brody. Um, Eduardo, he's currently $2 and the fixed odds favourite with the tab at $2. There's Andermatt at $4.40 fixed. 
Oh, gee, I, I know he'd like a dry, but Mask Crusader at eight dollars fifty, and a thousand metres probably not his go. But anyway, uh, Malkovic, he's probably your leader. Here he is fast. He's nine dollars, and Zapateo at nine dollars. I know Brad Gray has a bit of time for Ethelric to run a bit, a bit of a race here at nineteen dollars. But I, I suppose Brody, what we'll talk to James Cummings after seven o'clock, and we'll. We'll find out from James if he thinks that Andamat can be a problem for these better sprinters. That's a great race today. That's an absolutely ripping race, and you're spot on. Some of those horses are very, very good. Malkovich will go along like a cut snake up front. We do know that. I think that's a little bit of a way for Eduardo, but you won't find many tougher horses in Australia. There's been some fantastic pieces put together by the STC team about these sprinters, and Eduardo's was a ripper with Joe Pride. The way he speaks about the horse is just second to none. Last Crusade is all classed as... This race tape just steps up perfectly, at least the end of that, but it's going to be a ripping, ripping Concord Stakes. And we'll have Joe Pride on uh, between 7 and 8. Joe's always up for a chat race day, and uh, we'll talk to him. Good on you, Brody. These, uh, these trials continue, don't they, horses? Um, I mean, we're talking about the Sydney Spring now. It's not like we're not seeing horses that can emerge for other races uh, in October, November. So you're keeping a close eye on these trials, and the Sky Racing website, the place to go. Yeah, Sky Racing website, we put up those trial stories as much as we can. The Spy Files goes up every Tuesday afternoon, and we join yourself every Saturday morning as we look towards a big day of racing. Good on you, Brody. You behave yourself, and uh, we'll speak next Saturday morning. Thank you, Richard. Have a good weekend, everyone. Good on you. Brady, uh, Brady Nixon there uh, with all the trials and horses he, he's picked out of the trials and uh, hard to knock um, those two horses. Putty for one and Andamat, they're two good horses and uh, Brody happy to be with them today. Uh, John Steinmetz takes Mike Rayner to the midway in Sydney today at Randwick and John's on the line. Good morning, John. Hey, you Richard? Very well, thanks. But more importantly, what does Mike Rayner have to do to win a race? My crown is a bit like my football team, uh, Richard. They just can't get to the line. So you and I are in great pain this morning, and uh, he just keeps finding one a bit better as well. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, his season wasn't over five weeks ago, though, John. His, his season continues for Mike Rayner. But, uh, I mean, on the flip side, what a model of consistency. And you must be, albeit trying to break through, you must be pretty proud of the way he's going. Yeah, he's a lovely horse. Um, you know, he's a stable favourite. Does everything right. He tries hard. It just, you know, John bit over me. He said the other day, he just thought he was going to win at the top of the straight, and he got up to one and he couldn't get past it. Well, what do you do? <laughs> Grin and bear at the top. Well, uh, how does today work out for him? Well, he's got no weight today, Richard. You know, I've claimed with him, he's, he's a fairly uh, significant drop in what he's been carrying. So, um, our instructions are mostly to go forward anyhow, and if it works out, it works out. So maybe. Uh, we've put blinkers on today, sort of a last throw of the dice thing, and um, if he happened to go forward, well, that'd be great. Maybe lead, maybe sit up there something and, you know, just make it a solid 1800. I think that'd give him his best chance. He, he seems to handle all conditions. John, what was he placed on a heavy track in Newcastle a while back and a soft track today? Doesn't seem a drama for him? No, no, it doesn't seem to worry him. You've just got to, you know, he's just... He's just got to find half a length, maybe, or a length. And if he can do that, well, he's going to get another one, I think. You've had this team going really well over the winter. Horses like, you know, Turnaround Time and uh, Dr. Reevil in nice races, Writing Unexpected. A small and select team for you, John, but they've been, been going really well the, the past few months. Well, they have, Richard, yeah. Beats teaching kids, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what it's like. It's not always like that. 
you know, the, the good times come and then they go. And then you wonder how you'll ever get another winner. But, yeah, no, they've, they've been racing OK, the horses at the moment. So I'm happy with that. I mean, you talk about teaching kids. For, the, for those that don't know, um, uh, certainly a, a teaching and education background to you, to a deputy principal level, uh, I'm not going to say in a, in a different life, but um, teaching school kids and training racehorses, is there a similarity at all? Well, you need a lot of patience, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you need a lot of resilience because, you know, uh, things don't always work out the way you want them to in both of those games. And, yeah... Just keep getting up in the morning and laughing and things will hopefully turn around at the best. I mean, uh, you know, young people and, and school kids come through school where, you know, John, we'd like young people to, to come into this game from, you know, whether you know, if university might not be for them, uh, but, you know, the racing stable life, what can uh, what can you endorse there for those young people that are maybe arming and arming what they want to do in life? Yeah, I think it's, it's something that people might look at getting into. I mean, it, it's a great industry. I'm sure the hours are early, but, uh, you know, you got the rest of the day after that. So, you know, I'd encourage that part of it. But, you know, there's a lot of young people involved in the industry. We we watched the race the other day at Randwick from out the front of the public grandstand, and, and I couldn't believe how many young people were there. It wasn't, a, it was just whatever the last meeting was. And, and they were well-dressed and, and uh, done up to the noise. And I thought, like, there's a lot of young people go to the races. It, it was a nothing special day, and it was early in the day. And uh, that certainly impressed me. I think whatever they're doing, they're getting some of the young people there, because I haven't seen that many for a long time. But Because, John, I mean, racing's taking on rugby league, soccer... All these other sports that, let me say young people, I suppose we're talking about a demographic of sort of 23, 35, 40. They can, they can do other things with their dollar, but if they're coming to the races and having a good time, it doesn't hurt. Well, it seemed to me there was a lot of very attractive young women there, uh, Richard, and um, <laughs> I think some of the guys might be following that bait. It may, may be, and uh, on, I'm not one to give advice on that kind of thing, John. But you've, you know, that, but I've, but I've always thought, John, like you can, you can go to a pub, you can go to a bar, you can go to a nightclub, mate. The races, it's, you know, it, it's a lot of fun there. You know, if you want to get together. Yeah, and and people get done up these days. You know, it yeah, hasn't always been the case, but. The, but certainly the crowd I looked at the other day, they were they were very well dressed. There was nothing sloppy about that. So they were obviously there to have a good time and, and, and dressed according. So yeah. good luck to them. There you go, fellas. If you're thinking uh, where you might meet uh, your lovely yeah. partner or other half, the races could just be for you. John, we always appreciate the chat and uh, good luck with Mike Raynan today. He'll, he'll have his fans, I'm sure. Good on you, Richard. Cheers, mate. Good on you. John Steinmetz, yeah, he's, uh, he's a great guy. John, I mean, uh, as you just heard there, and I shouldn't say in a, in a different life, but, I mean, he, he, re he retired from, um, from school teaching and, you know, he got up to deputy principal there at Canley Vale High, um, uh, has a diploma of education and a Bachelor of Commerce from Newcastle Uni, John. So um, this is... Um, uh, <laughs> one career finished for John and another one started. So he um, says lots of young people coming through and that's uh, uh, nice words from him. Uh, the Australian Turk Club have chills for stakes day today. Get to the track and the next man's going to employ you to get there if you haven't been for a while. And that's Brett Devine. G'day, Brett. Good morning to you, Richard. Good morning to all the punters. And as John's just alluded to, fabulous atmosphere and day out at Randwick. Uh, lots of young people. Get out there and enjoy it. It's the best racing you'll see anywhere in the world. 
We have this Sydney Sprint Series starting today. I mean, the Everest speaks for itself, but um, Brett, these series of races coming along, they incentivise these big sprinters to come here, but uh, what, are, what are Concord stakes to get this series underway? It's an unbelievably strong uh, rendition today of the Concord Stakes, the Southern Cross Group Concord Stakes, Richard. And I think what you're seeing, not only in that race, but also across the whole program today, the effect that the new Sydney Spring is now having. We're at the first Saturday of spring, but still a few weeks from the official launch of the carnival. Yet what a meeting across the program. Looking at that daily press, Chelmsford Stakes, with such a, a strong field with varying form lines and a big field there over the 1,600-metre weight for age. But... Obviously, the sprinting through this series is going to be extraordinary. And every uh, fortnight now at Royal Ramwick, from the Concord Stakes, the Shorts, the Premier Stakes, the Everest and Sydney Stakes on Everest Day and the Nature Strip Stakes, some incredible racing there, Richard. I'm sure there'll be great depth through those fields. Prize money now, half a million dollars for the Southern Group uh, Concord Stakes today, a million dollars for the Shorts, a million for the Premier, $2 million the Sydney Stakes, $3 million the Nature Strip. So... What we're going to see is not only a huge build-up to the Tab Everest, but beyond that, and well deep into the spring and the spring Sydney Everest Carnival, some just extraordinary racing. So first uh, of the series today, as you've alluded to before, it's a 5-3-1 uh, bonus point. And the one uh, horse with the most, if they compete in three of those races, can grab a $6 million bonus. Pretty handy cash, isn't it? It is not bad. It is not bad. Throw in um, you know, the Furious for the, the for the Phillies, the Challenge for the Tramway. It is one hell of a day ahead of us. Now, if you're a, a, a football fan or a, a fan of world football, in this part of the world we probably call it soccer, but it's football. There's a bit of football royalty at Ramwick today. Tell us a bit more, Brett. Yeah, absolutely. Just another great reason to head out to Royal Ramwick. Well, Everybody, I guess, listening will think, uh, know of the name Scalacci. Of course, the, the champion racehorse of the early 1990s who won eight Group 1s, including a rider and big races at Royal Ramwick there. Well, the man who uh, who the horse was named after, Salvatore Toto Scalacci, who was the leading goal scorer in the 1990 World Cup in Italy in his hometown, he's on course today with his uh, Azuri teammate, Giuseppe Gianni. So two big, big names there in the world of football and they're going to be uh, at the Royal Ramwick uh, Queen Elizabeth Grandstand from 2 to 3 o'clock for photos and autographs with all those fans there. Uh, it's all for a good cause as well. A thing called Heartbeat of Football, a charity focused on reducing the number of cardiac events in sport and led by soccer personality Andy Pascaliti. So two big names there, Rich. Uh, a real big name in racing, Scalacci and also his teammate. Giannini, um, wow, a, a great opportunity to get right up there with some some uh, football royalty. Oh, the the Azuri, um, wow! That's uh, for those football fans. Get out and 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 meet two absolute legends of the game. Uh, I know we've had some Italian players come out here over the time, but they are absolute legends. And again, Brett, if you haven't been to the races, I, I had the pleasure of spending a day a little while ago in that Winks stand. It's open to the general public and and well worth a look and a day at the race if you haven't been. Yeah, well, what a facility, Richard, for the general admission customers. We will keep saying this over many weeks uh, to remind people that once you've uh, bought a general admission ticket and you are into Royal Ramwick, that's it. That's your stand. That's the public stand. It's named after the people's champion for the people. Um, the unbelievable place to view the races from in great comfort. All the facilities there, tab facilities, uh, food and beverage outlets, and a great view up on that happy clapper bar on that uh, deck on the top level of the wink stand. So an enormous facility. It's going to be really popular, I'm sure, especially as this uh, spring 
rolls on and the weather gets uh, gets better and warmer uh, and the sun out in those decks. So the races.com.au, lock your tickets in. General admission customers get into that $50 million wink stand as all part of their ticket. Uh, we kick off today, Richard. We've said what a program, but what a huge spring we've got coming up. Good on you, Brett. Good to chat race morning, and I'll see you at the races a little later on. Good on you, Richard. Good luck to all the punters. Brett Devine, General Manager Communications there for the Australian Turf Club. This Father's Day, Drummond Golf is giving you the chance to win the ultimate golfing experience for your dad and a friend to the 2022 Australian Open at the Victoria Golf Club, valued at $8,500. To win, simply purchase a Drummond Golf gift card, valued at $50 or more, from any Drummond Golf store, either in-store or online, between all August 4 and September 4. Well, it's September 4 tomorrow. It's Father's Day tomorrow. You haven't got long and you're going to the draw to win. So get cracking here. Visit drummondgolf.com.au. That's drummondgolf.com.au for full terms and conditions. Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest. ACT permit number 2201230. South Australian license number T22983. Six past seven. A break on Racing HQ Saturday. On the other side, it's Ron Duffercy. He'll have a chat with James Cummings, David Payne, Annabelle Neesham, Jade Anthony Cummings and Richard List. Stay with us. This is Saturday HQ. Mum, it's Father's Day soon. Give us your best dad joke, Lionel. Really? No. You'll find brilliant gift ideas for dads at Bing Lee, like wireless headphones, Bluetooth speakers, smartphones, Nespresso coffee machines, smartwatches. And remember, what dads want most is a simple phone call. Okay, everyone call Lionel. No. It was a dad joke. Might be your kids. You think? Nah. Better living every day. Spring is here and the racing is heating up. Get your fun back on track at Run to the Roaster. Featuring magnificent group racing, a vibrant trackside atmosphere and award-winning hospitality. Run to the Roaster, next Saturday at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theracers.com.au. It's all the game. The renowned Big Sports Breakfast Grand Final Lunch. This year, Clarky, Loz, Jamie and yours truly, Jared Middleton, are heading to the Grand Pavilion at Rose Hill Racecourse, Wednesday, September 28th, where the midweek Rose Hill races will be in full swing. Don't miss an afternoon of big laughs, good food and even better company as you mingle with NRL and racing royalty. And of course, you may even get a winner or two with help from our Sky Racing tipsters. Plus, we'll preview Saturday Tab Epsom Day. Get your tickets now at australianturfclub.com.au. Victor Lodorum, new to Dali, an undefeated Group 1 winner at two, winning the same Group 1 as proven sires Wooden Bassett and Siuni. A Group 1 winner at three, winning the same Group 1 as his sire Shamadel, but in track record time. A son of Shamadel from the family of Shamadel, who won the same Group 1 as Shamadel. Victor Lodorum, a Group 1 victor at two and three by Shamadel, new to Dali in 2022. exciting two minutes in sports. The very best of U.S. racing seven days a week. Looking at Lee, can't catch, always dreaming, who's the 143rd winner of the Kentucky Derby. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Racing HQ brought to you by the Kosciuszko. Tickets now available in venue or on the Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Tease the season website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858.
Well, welcome back to the show. Great to have your company. Uh, if you're emerging on this Saturday morning, what, 10 past seven, if you're um, watching Sky Thoroughbred Central, great to have you with us. If you're watching Central, you can watch a few replays and uh, markets will throw up as well And Sky Racing One. If you're on the radio, good to have you with us. You've joined at a good time. Some some nice interviews to get uh, to get through here to guide you into a winner on the big day of racing. Ron Duffersey will conduct those interviews. Good morning, Ronnie. Yeah, good morning, Richard. Looking forward to today. It's obviously going to be fantastic racing with... Uh, weather watch and the wind is howling outside here so it's going to be uh, see what happens later in the day but you know we had some great racing the concord stakes and uh, is always an interesting race and um you've got obviously the furious we're still up in the air with these fillies we might learn a lot more today the tramway can zaki do it two in a row and well the chelmsford um, always a great race chris good race for chris waller he's won six of the last ten yeah, quite right, and it's, I suppose it's, it's a challenge fit, and you guys will break it down in a little while, but a lot of stayers there, but someone's going to win a nice group two wait for age on the way through. Yeah, and it's going to be a tactical little affair there. You've got a couple of stayers with speed there. Uh, can Mwanga put him in, in, himself into a position today? Uh, it'll make his cause a little bit easier. And and David Payne, well, he's won three of these, um, and he's got a, a terrific mare in Montefilia in the Chelmsford. Okay, let's uh, uh, let's jump into our interviews this morning. And well, head trainer for Godolphin, James Cummings, is joining us off the top. Good morning to you, James. Morning, Richard, and good morning, Ron. Is it blowing a gale where you are? How's, uh, where are you at the moment? No, no, she's about a she's about a half a club breeze at the moment. <laughs> what a club might that be? A little gap wedge. <laughs> from, from from eighty metres out or where? 70 metres? <laughs> what does this turn into the 80 metre challenge, does it? We're going to talk about the horses, Rich. You'd look good on the live tour, James. Oh, yeah. It's a bit hard to swing the gap wedge with an overcoat, Rich. Well, today, James, you obviously you start off in the Concord where you're very strong in numbers and, and talent as well. Uh, this is Thelric. He, he maps well and you can't do much more than resume off four straight wins. Yeah, he's he's an interesting horse because he's going to get that he's going to get that perfect chuck run in a race like this. Um, a big jump to be taking on Eduardo, but it's sort of moving day today, isn't it, for the spring carnival? The spring has sprung, and early on here we are up against Eduardo. Then we're up against Zaki. We're up against Monophilia. Like it's a pretty, pretty um, she, she's extreme. It's a pretty solid day, so. The horses are going to find their level. We'll learn something about them. And off a nice, cosy run, he's, a, he's one horse who just hasn't looked like running a bad race in four straight starts and was rewarded with a spell at the end of it. Mm. Can we read anything into he's never won first up in the past? Mm, possibly. He's a casual sort of a horse. And some, sometimes my horses who are generally a little bit casual when I give them a light preliminary, they do improve a lot with the first up run. So... Um, that's probably fair enough, but I don't think anyone's expecting him to beat Eduardo either. But if you run well in a race like this, then it's going to make things interesting for later. Well, this mare took another leap there on first up Zapatea. She was quite dominant, looking very good. Yeah, well, you know, speaking of having a light preliminary, it was just easy in the toy show two weeks ago. So, um, you know, a group three barrier trial under a belt still looks pretty good, taking on some, some more established horses who are arriving here fresh up. Um, and lacking match fitness, uh, I'd love to see her get a great drag into the race. And uh, and she's the type of mare who can run very well. She got hammered in the ratings for winning the toy show. 
I hope the handicapper doesn't hammer the horses in the ratings that are trying to make the big leap into races like the Concord because I think that's in the years to come only going to cost them runners in the race. Mm. It should probably be a bit forgiving of horses that run seconds and thirds and fourths to the top-rated horses um, when, they're, when, they're, when they're trying to coax bigger fields out of races like these. But uh, that's just a thought for a Saturday morning. No, fair enough, I agree. Um, now... And Matt, there's there's lots of variables here. The one thing, the variable is he's 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 got all the stats in the world. He's brilliant fresh. He's brilliant on the wet. Uh, just maybe the track pattern and conditions vital. You know, the, the people I'm talking to about this track today, I'm, they're fifty fifty. Half of them are saying it's going to be swoopers out wide, and the other half are saying no, it's going to be lanes one and two. I, 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 I've got no idea what the feeling is with this track today. Any thoughts? Well, um, yeah. I haven't walked it. I'm out here at Osborne Park yeah. at the moment. But at 3 o'clock this morning when I was talking to the boys, the, the forecast was a strong southerly. And Dominic Burns just advised me that that's just been refreshed to be a, a sour Easter. So yep. uh, so that might have some bearing because you might note that those, those winds are going to get up to pretty gusty levels. And judging by the first question of the interview, Richard Haynes would be suggesting it's pretty windy at Randwick already at quarter past seven. Um, yeah. Well, meanwhile, meanwhile, we've got a seven metre rail, ra- uh, rail and uh, and although it's only a soft stick, there's a bit of rain around that might hit the track throughout the day. I'd say so. So you know, there's a few there's a few different things just throwing into the mix. So you're going to make things interesting after you get through the first half of the card. Mm. Did, did you actually give us your thoughts on on Andermatt there, really, James? Not yet. <laughs> but I thought you were trying to dance around it, possibly. Ronnie asked. We Ronnie already concluded his preview on Andamat. I'll, I'll, st- I'll stay. I'll stay out of it now. <laughs> and and the horse. So Andermatt, <laughs> and the horse is unbeaten, fresh. Uh, he's absolutely flying. He looks a bit big and a bit burly, and he's still a little long in the, still long in the coat. So you'll notice that when he parades. But I still think he can run a ripping race first up. He's going to have that. He's going to have that sting out of the ground, and uh, and over five furlongs, he, he's got that. He's, he's a very interesting runner, and he's one of the he's one of the few horses with a a relatively modest rating that's got the X factor to be a danger. Mm. Uh, this filly in secret, she's got that sticky draw today with speed in inside draws. So, uh, you happy with the way she's come on? Yeah, I am. I think she's come on nicely. Um, I love the way she's training. Yeah, she's going to, she, you know, she, perhaps she might have a lot to do from the from the draw, and, and it might be against her. But I've seen, you know, I've seen Billy's win this race from a long way back. Even last year, the, even last year we saw a, a winner second last of the turn, storm home and get over the top and win the Furious um, Jamea. So um, maybe this is not the day to be firing her out of the barriers and trying something different. But uh, but as for the horse, she's cleaned up in the coat a little bit. She's got improvement to come. She's training. She's training dangerously, and she should run very well. Character's an interesting horse in the in the tramway. He's um. I'm trying to read the horse. Are you you're thinking of just training him more like a miler this prep? Yes, I think so. And we've we've kept the blinkers off first up, but uh, I look at this tramway. It's like welcome to. Welcome to first grade character. He's come back from his uh, Queensland campaign, and now he's tackling Zaki, Profundo. Um, pretty good, pretty pretty good horses in this race. So 
Anyway, the likely leader has been withdrawn, I'm advised, by Dominic. And, uh, and so that's, you know, that's, that's going to take some pace out of the race, most likely. But uh, the character's really moving well. He's enjoyed his, he's enjoyed his uh, break and he's come back from Queensland feeling like a pretty, a pretty confident horse. Allegron in race eight, he's first up at a mile. Any any uh, expectations? Well, he's got some freshness in his legs, and I like the way he stormed home in a recent solid trial at Warwick Farm. His training's been good. He's coming to hand well. He really needs a mile and a half run. But, you know, if, if, he was, if there was a runner there that could run a cheeky race fresh that wasn't expected to, he might, he might be the one. Okay. Um, arbitration was pretty good up in class last time. Yeah, she ran well. She's been a little bit big between runs. She'd had you know, three and a half weeks there. Um, now she's third up. She's hit her again. She'll run a very good race. And Elsie in the last is the, had the tick over trial back a little in distance. Yeah, back in, back, back in distance is good for him. And uh, and he's, he's picked up a lot. He's going a lot more like he was before his, uh, his first up run. And uh, he might just... You know, maybe he's just not going to quite be the mile and a half horse that I'd hoped. So, uh, so this is a chance for him to run a lot better back to a mile here. Um, Mooney Valley, those three fillies, uh, Troach, Via Via, and Portray Troach is was good, the good Sydney form, and Via Via's couple of good solid Mooney Valley runs, and and Portray's resuming off two wins. What's your thoughts on the, the those three fillies? Oh, well, I think Navia's got a lot of improving to do, um, and it doesn't look like she's going to get any, any easier run than she had at Mooney Valley last time, but at least she's had experience at the track. Portray's an interesting horse. She's, uh, she's going to cope with six furlongs quite nicely. Chester Philly has got a good record so far, and, and, uh, and he's jumping out, showing a bit of toe. And Troach is coming out of this very interesting Rosebud race. So the... So the horse that won the up-and-coming, the bolted in in the up-and-coming, came out of the Rosebud, ran, ran fourth. Um, she had the rails bias in her favour, Troach, held on for third. And uh, and the other horse that had the tail wrapped around the jockey's leg, he got up and won the San Domenico, sweet ride. So, you know, that's going to look pretty good on paper. She's coming out of that race, um, but admittedly, people have got to remember there was a, there was a rail bias on the day. And... Uh, there's no guarantee she gets any bias in her favour today, but she's going to make her own luck from the, from the draw if one of the other speed horses already scratched earlier in the week. And you've got Gravina and Kalos emergencies. I don't know if they're going to run or what your intentions are there. Uh, Gravina's going to start, and I'd like to run that horse. I'd like to run Kalos too, but I haven't yet had a phone call from Riser. OK. All right. Um, the LMO do any work this morning? Not yet, but he's, uh, he's, about, to, he's about to march down and... Um, and have a nice little burn, nice little lung burner this morning. Hey James, um, uh, you, you referenced Dominic there, and uh, I would assuming that's Dominic Byrne. Uh, how, how often are you and uh, yourself and Dom on the phone talking about about form? Well, yeah, it's not Dominic Perrottet, Rich. It is Dominic Byrne, <laughs> and uh, and we we talk we talk uh, we talk every day. I even annoy him on Sunday, but uh, he's, he got his Father's Day out of the way yesterday with his family. So, uh, so he's going to be freed up tomorrow to go through the ratings. They'd be, they'd, they'd be pretty important chats, I'd imagine, to get things right. Oh, that's right. You've got to. Well, you know, it's it's one thing to uh, it's one thing to know your own horses. So, uh, our own horses, like the back of our hand, we go every day, twice a day. 
pada you know Tom Rex there again Adam Sebastian Mr. Gallagher this is the chance to do their performances um, the following day once everything goes goes through the computer Alright, good on you James, good to chat Ray this morning, feel free to flick us a little text after Anime Works and let us know uh, how we went and we'll pass it on to the listeners Okay, good idea Thank you, James. James Cummings, head trainer for Godolphin there. And, and there you go. Always nice, uh, Ronnie, to go through those Godolphin runners. And I, 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 I try and get a few quotes uh, to throw up on social media. And I just don't know where to, where to start. She's, um, you know, the, the filly training dangerously. Um, but I think I'll go with some good and Matt quotes there, Ronnie. Yep, uh, no, he's, um, he, there's, he's got some very interesting runners today and um, obviously started with a proper spring and uh, Godolphin always put their hand up and uh, they're, they're well-placed horses, aren't they? Yeah, no doubt about that. Keen to see uh, the Godolphin horses go about their business today. Uh, one man who has a nice group of horses going around with today is David Payne and he joins us on a Saturday morning. G'day, David. Hey, Richard. Um, a handy little team off to Ramwick today by the looks. Yeah, no, they, uh, they're running well, so we, we're pleased with them. Well, David, this Navajo Peak, you're going 1,300 to 1,800. So what do you, uh, obviously, you're confident that he might be able to shape yeah, up? See how you're on. Yeah, no, no problem. I think he'll love it. Okay. What he's looking for, yeah. Okay, do we, can he be ridden closer? Yeah, but I don't think he has to. You know, he... Mm -hmm. Uh, I suppose there's three or four leading. You know that, that that would be ideal. Okay. And raging bull. Well, he's certainly come back with a bang. He's got gets to the twenty four hundred here. Yep. Yeah, I know that that'll suit him. Uh, you know, he's been racing with with the best company all all his three old career. So you know, with a drop in the weight, although it's up in class, I think he'll he'll, he'll give a good account. Now let's talk about this good mare, Montefilia. Um, you've been holding her back, obviously. This has been a great race for you. You've won it, I think it's three times. Unearthly, Nevis, Gallant Tess. It's been a good race for you. Yeah, all, all, all mares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now look, Ron, she's well. She's come back in good order. You know, she's got a long prep, but uh, she's fit enough for, for today. Okay. So, you know, we just see how the race pans out. Yeah, I think it's all about that, isn't it? How, how, how the race unfolds as far as tempo, whether she can blend into it and probably track pattern as well. But she certainly, well, it looks a winnable race for her. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. And let's go, she, she's got the class. So now we just hope it all works out. Beauty. All things full steam ahead, David. Thanks, Ron. All the best. Good on you, David. Thank you. Thanks, thanks Richard. Cheers, There mate. he is, um, uh, David Payne. Yeah, it's, it has been a good race for him, hasn't it, hasn't it Ronnie? I think uh, yeah. that, that uh, unearthly, when he... She might have been his first Group 1 winner when he came to our shores, and not that he needed to prove himself at all, but um, it's been a good race. There's the market, Ronnie, $4.80. Um, at the moment, Montefilia, tab fixed. Surefire is the 310 favourite. I suppose Ronnie Surefire, we know him, but he's a, a newish horse to the wait for age scene and keen to see what he can do. Yeah, he was so good first up, and that's why he's obviously very well fancied. He, he's still going to show he's got the spring in his legs, but, oh, geez, the way he sprinted the other day, even though he's just lost a bit of that dash, he's still round the mark, isn't he? But it's just that, like I say, it's a big leap for the wait for age, you know, mile, and obviously he's found a winnable race, uh, but this is, if he can do it again today, we're looking at a pretty serious horse. Yeah, it's exciting. That's a really good challenge for today. Um, the lady we're about to speak to will be focusing on the tramway amongst other runners and her name's Annabelle Neesham. G'day Annabelle. 
you? Good, thanks. Talking during the week, it's um, it's a, a great time of year, if you, you know, with these big horses emerging, but a, a damn busy time as well. Two-year-olds coming through the ranks and that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's great, great time of year. Um, so lots, lots going on, and lots of lots of the young horses to look forward to. Um, let's talk about Zaki first. Peter Pan, you call him. He's had a. You keep him very active. He, he, he's had a lovely grounding. Yeah, he's he needs sort of plenty of work and keeping occupied because he's he's always quite a fresh horse. Um, it's hard to get to the bottom of, but he's had a, a really nice. Um, preparation into this first up run. He's, um, yeah, he's, he's certainly not showing his age, that's for sure. But we took him away. He had those two trials, and then we, we took him away to Gosford um, for a gallop as well, just to try and knock the edge off him because he he can be pretty fresh, certainly early on in the prep um, at the races. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if he's a bit on his toes in the mountain yard um, today. But um, yeah, he's not fully wound up heading into this but he's, he's nice and forward and, and I think he should run really well he, he spends more time out of the box than in the box I would suggest <laughs> yeah he does his strap is certainly fairly fit um, <laughs> he does plenty of walking and uh, even in the afternoons he's out the box a fair bit but mm. um, I think that's probably what's you know kept him racing well for so long um, is, is that he just loves his work yeah he'll be driving the float shortly um <laughs> Prime candidate scratching there probably helps him, I would have thought. Just just gets, lets him get into more of a rhythm if he needs to. Yeah, possibly. Um, we just, that's the main thing with him, just get him in a rhythm. Um, he's pretty, he is pretty tractable. Um, last time, I think he was sort of fourth or fifth in the run over this sort of trip. Um, but I'll, I'll just be leaving up, it up to James. The, the beauty is he knows him so well. So I think it's just, it will just be important to just get him in that really nice rhythm and hopefully really see him attack the line. Race three, never second. She's been good without winning of late. Yeah, she really deserves... She's poorly named. She, she's been running yeah, second yeah. a fair bit. Um, but yeah, she deserves to, to win a nice race in town. This is, you know, probably is a bit tougher than the race she ran second in the other day. Um, and she's drawn a bit awkwardly, but um, if she can get a bit of luck, she's not going to be far away. We, we've raced her... Um, you know, she's sort of on the 10-day backup again. But she seems, you know, she's a mare in form and, um, yeah, excited to see what she can do today. I keep looking at this my one today. I'm, I'm I'm warming to him, to, to tell you the truth. He, he, can he put his hand up here? I suppose it's all about what he wants to do early. If he can put himself into a position here, he's certainly uh, very likeable. Absolutely. Um you know, really on, on paper, he's, he's the horse to beat. Um, he's, he's got a great record. Nothing really went to plan two weeks ago. Um, he's a horse that needs to get rolling, and he just got boxed in, and the race was over by the time he got going. So hopefully, um, you know, he can get a bit more luck today. Um, but his work's been really good. Um, I can't fault him in any way at all, and yeah, up to the mile will really suit your other horse there, Namurian's an underrated horse and he, he did set, went out with a bang Yeah, I really like this horse, I feel like he's come in a bit sharper a bit more on the job this time in um, he's taken a bit of confidence away from the end of last preparation I feel um, he's going to improve for a run we're obviously first up over a mile um, you know, with targets over further than this in mind but I think from that soft draw I wouldn't be surprised to see him run a more forward race than, than what he usually would first up.
Mm. And Regal Lion, have you got a handle on him yet? He's a new horse to your scene. Yeah, he's a lovely horse. Um, again, the horse is going to be better over further, but I really like him. His work's been good. I think he's trialled well. Um, you know, Tommy was keen to stick with him. Um, and, yeah, look, today it's going to be tough from that draw. Um, and obviously, you know, he's going to be better over for the 2000 next start. But, um, yeah, I'd be disappointed if he wasn't hitting the line strong late today. Just a couple in Melbourne there, Lightning Jack. It's a nice race for him, race two. Yeah, and he's, you know, he hasn't won for a while, but he's been there or thereabouts and probably just looked a bit dour over the mile last time at Hawkesbury. So um, keen to get him up to the 2000 uh, here today and in a small field. You know, hopefully he's not too far away from them. Uh, you got two capable fillies, Lady Laguna and Mumbai Jewel in race six. Yeah, both nice fillies. Mumbai Jewel, a bit disappointed with her first up. I was quite confident she was going to run a good race um, leading into that, but she she just peaked on her run, I think. Um, but she'll obviously strip fitter today, and from that soft draw, if she can you know bounce well and put herself there, I think she's well over the odds. And yeah, Lady Laguna does very little wrong. She's always there or thereabouts. Um, she's stakes placed numerous times. It'd be nice to win a, a stakes race with her. She, she deser- deserves one. Um, slightly tricky draw today, but she does make her own luck, and yeah, hopefully she can get the job done. And military expert in race eight. He was good first up. He was a good, tough win. Yeah, really tough win. I thought, you know, the second horse is a handy enough horse, and um, I thought he'd headed us down the straight, and he fought back. It was good to see he had a bit of fire in his belly, and um, yeah, up to a mile. I was always queried him over a mile um, after the Ramwick Guineas last prep, but that was such a wet track, and he was up on speed. Um, but I'm keen to try and again back, back up at that at that sort of trip and around the valley is probably the place to do it. Well, you're a busy lady. Yeah, you got Doombin, Hawkesbury, Grafton. You'll be watching Sky One, Two, and Three today. That's for sure. So, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, there's winners across the board. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Annabelle. Have a good day. Good. Annabelle Nation. Yeah, going great guns and. Uh, and the, the nature of running and being a racehorse training with her kind of numbers and her kinds of horses, she is looking everywhere. Boy. And you've got to be, you know, you got to be, it's a tough business, you know, like you've obviously she's got good people around her, but mm. you look at them nominations and acceptances, you know, the, you've got, she's got Doombin, Mooney Valley, obviously Ramwick, the Hawkesbury, she's got Grafton today, Sunshine Coast tomorrow, um, I don't know, she's probably got think, horses at the Gold Coast, um, it's, uh, it's a big organisation. Don't forget to put your trial horses in too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't forget to put all them jockeys in and scratchings in and whatever. No, it's it's um, it's quite a business, and yeah, she has a, a really good team uh, around her. So does the, the next man to talk to, and that's Joe Pride. G'day, Joe. Good morning, guys. Uh, before we go into today, can I just take you back to Wednesday and and those people that might have seen, might not have seen the midweek racing? I think you produced a filly there. We're going to hear a fair bit more of uh, in the, the weeks and months ahead. Cinderella days. Yeah, she's a lovely filly. She's uh, still quite raw, um, but um, just love her her attitude to racing. The couple starts there now. And both times, you know, ears pricked and, and and running fun. They're always the best horses and. Um, she, yeah, she's a, she's a lovely, big, strong filly out of a Group 1 winning Mossman Mare. So she's got plenty going for her. And, uh, yeah, a really bright future, I'm sure. Um, today, Joe, you start off in race three with uh, two interesting runners. It's a, a good race for you, but uh, back up fit horse in Rubenocchi. Yep, yeah, honest. You know, what you see is what you get with her. 
Um, probably a bit of pressure coming there from uh, her outside coalescent. Um, but he, yeah, hopefully she can get control or at least be uh, a, a, a race that isn't run too frantically and, and that'll give her her best opportunity. And uh, really, I'm quite lucky. I know she probably needs to pattern her way, but party for one, those two soft trials, and this is a winnable race for her. Yeah, the you know, trials are always a good indication of how horses will come back, and her trials have been fantastic. You know, and we haven't done much with it, so you know you can you can't get carried away. The only query I'd have on her today is she's a, she's a, a, been a filly, well, she's a man now, but been a horse in the past. That her first run is. She just sort of needs it, so. Um, but um, I think eleven hundred on a wet track is about spot on for her. And you know those stakes placements and last operation that's been a pretty good stead for a race like today. She'll present a bit rough in the coach. She's still a bit woolly, but she's a, she's a very talented uh, mare, and um, wouldn't be surprised at all to see her, you know, start a preparation off with a bang today. Eduardo, it's, uh, I think it's obvious he's had a beautiful grounding and ready to go. Yeah, really happy with him. So, um, he's, he's been, you know, uh, such a consistent performer over the last couple of seasons, and there hasn't been many races that have put him in. It looks like they've been, I'm going to gift it as a bit stronger term, but, you know, we're normally against nature strip, so there's a bit more focused on him this week. And, um, and I'm, I'm really happy with him. The horse looks fantastic. He, he will present well in the yard, uh, big and strong, and um, I expect him to take a, a power of beating. Uh, be lovely to see another good run from um, Stockman today. Yeah, yeah. Look, he's got something to build on, and um, you know he started that the preparation really, really well with that run the other day. Um, play face is a little bit different; doesn't look to be a lot of speed there, but that can sometimes change when that looks that way on paper. Um, but he's again you know, an honest, reliable horse who sort of doesn't know how to run a bad race, and, and certainly any rain that falls between now and, and race time will advantage him. And a couple in the last cup fever, a start-off race for him. And, boy, he gets in light today, Opacity. Yeah, yeah, very much a start-off race for a, for a cup fever. Um, Opacity's a bit different. He, he'll be he'll be hoping, or we'll be hoping with him, that there's the, the a real run-on track um, because he's not a horse I think he can force forward in the run, even with a light weight. I, I still would like to see him ridden a bit conservatively. Um, but if it's a, it is a run-on track today, he loves, loves the wet. And, uh, yeah, I think the, the, the big thing is, though, is that big weight drop. You know, he's been running around with 60 on his back. And it does look like he's not an overly big horse. Maybe they anchored him a little bit. Um, but I, I think he's a real knockout chance in that race today. Snippy Fox at Doombin in race eight? Yes. She, she's um, sort of fallen in our this race. I had her in the main league, so as a backup pad, I put her in a Doombin. But pretty soft for a listed race. Um, mm. Loves the wet. There's a bit of rain around up there, and I, I think she's a great chance. And one at Hawkesbury, Kira Cadiz. It looks a chance in race four. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. She's been running on well on the races, and crying out for you know something beyond the mile. Instead of the last two starts at a mile, she'd be, she'd be very hard to beat. Really, um, little private eye update, Joe. Uh, some of these other horses coming through. Yep, really happy with him. So he's going to trial uh, Warwick Farm here on next Friday, again on the twenty third, and resuming the premiere. Okay, very good. Thank you, Jay. Good luck today. Thanks very much, guys. Joe Pryor joining us. Uh, yeah, big thanks to these trainers race morning. Ronnie, we can't underestimate. They have horses all around them, and and um, uh, good to have a chat. But, yeah, Eduardo, he's one of the stars, if not the star of the show today. I suppose it's not a grand final, is it, Ronnie? But he, he still wants to turn up and make a bit of a statement. Uh, he wouldn't do anything but do that. He's a, he's a real little genuine horse. There's no doubt about it. He... Uh he loves his racing, Richard. 
Are you with him in the race today? Um, I'm an Andermatt fan. I just think that with the two leaders there and if the rain comes and if you can come down the outside, I'd be more confident. Okay. Uh, what did you make of Durston at Wyong yesterday? Don't talk to me about Durston. I backed <laughs> him the other day. I've been singing his praises since he trialled and, and then he run and bolted mid-race the other day and I, I put him in the too hard basket. Um, but we saw a decent horse there yesterday. Um, just uh, with that Norton bit on him yesterday, that w- it, it worked beautifully with him. And he it was a beautiful ride and the track was a bit biased and flattering, but he's an interesting horse if he can put another one of those wins together. And do you think there's someone out there that said, you know what, I backed Meg the other day, I'm just going to back her again? You know, you know what, I reckon there would have been a lot uh, because she was very good the other day and... It's easy after the race to make a case for her, but you can definitely do that with her. She, she, she's an underrated mare who is, is, deserves her stakes win. Yeah, she's become valuable in recent times, that's for sure. We might have a little break here on uh, Racing HQ Saturday, about 22 minutes to 8. Break and back with more. Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country, races back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. Entry open in New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number GOCSC 1051. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. HQ Insurance gives you peace of mind with 24-hour fall cover and no excess on life-saving surgery claims. Plus optional extended fall policy until the 2024 yearling sales. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more information. Be sure, insure with HQ. Introducing the all-new Kia Niro. Available as a hybrid or full electric model. This SUV is designed to cut through, literally. Featuring a Kia First aerodynamic rear pillar design, meaning the wind literally flows through the car. Yes, through the car. The all-new Kia Niro in hybrid or full electric, designed to cut through, literally. Kia, movement that inspires. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for Fair Play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. It's late afternoon on a quiet street. A truck pulls up. Yes. Two men get out. They take out a box. A big box. They carry it into a house. Yes. They come out. A family waves goodbye. It was free. Lalo, just say free delivery on select fridges at Bing Lee. Mum, it's about the journey, not the destination. Fridges don't have journeys. They do at Bing Lee, and they're free. But only for a short time. Bing Lee, better living every day. Racing HQ brought to you by the Kosciuszko. Tickets now available in venue or on the Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Tease the season website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1800 858 858. This Father's Day, Drummond Golf is giving you the chance to win the ultimate golfing experience for your dad and a friend to the 2022 Australian Open at the Victoria Golf Club, valued at $8,500. To win, simply purchase a Drummond Golf gift card valued at $50 or more from any Drummond Golf store, either in-store 
or online between August the 4th and September 4. So tomorrow, no mucking around here. And you're going to the draw to win. Visit drummondgolf.com.au for full terms and conditions. Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest ACT permit number 2201230 or South Australian licence number T2298. Eight, three. Tell, uh, tell you what, Ronnie, uh, an interesting race today, Ronnie, is certainly uh, this furious for the Phillies with a, a few new girls entering the fray. Yeah, for sure. And unfortunately, I just see she's a bell to scratch with a vet certificate. So that's, mm. uh, that's, a, that's a shame. But, uh, yeah, there's some new ones coming in there, including, obviously, the big guns. She's Extreme and Paris Door are the two big guns coming in there. So they'll add a lot of interest here today. Well, let's, uh, let's find out from the trainer of She's Extreme how she's going and what she's up to. Anthony Cummings, a very good morning to you. Morning, Richard. Ronnie, how are you? That's all the news, Anthony. Uh, mate, it's all happening, isn't it? <laughs> it's uh, uh, going to be a wet track by the look of it. Yeah, that uh, shouldn't worry you too much, Anthony. She's got plenty of experience on the wet track. She's extreme. No, no, she shouldn't see much else, really. She'd, I think she had one run on the dry. It went okay, but uh, everything else has been, you know, shades of heavy. Uh, she appears in great order. Yeah, no, really pleased. I mean, a gallop. She sort of speaks well of where she's up to last week at Rose Hill. Um, nice gallop on... Tuesday after that, didn't have to go as quick, but it was just nice, strong work, and she uh, just a really good athlete. I mean, she um, adapts really quickly to the pressure of work, and really doesn't put herself under a lot of pressure, uh, but uh, and gets fit really quickly. Uh, she adapts pretty well to tempo as well. You know, she 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 can go can forward, anywhere. she can go back, she can yeah, yeah, yeah she can be anywhere. Well, so what, like with the field position, and in, in the most part, there's been really just a, a matter of um, barrier draws and, and what, what looked to be sensible. Um, the, um, uh, and so, I mean, she might be out the back and she might be outside the lead. I'll just leave it to me. It depends on how she jumps and who wants to kick up underneath her. I mean, you can, can be a bit of a victim from a wide gate. So it's a matter for Tommy to make the right choice at the right time. So that's the tale. It's um, just leave it to Tommy to read the play. Yeah, pretty much. As I say, you know, uh, you can have all the plans in the world, the gates open, all that goes in the toilet, uh, and then you've got to read the play as it, as it unfolds in front of you. So Tommy's good at that, uh, and so I try not to get in the way. No, and future plans are pretty obvious there. Yeah, uh, it goes to Golden Rose, uh, and then from there to the flight stakes, and then we'll have to think about it. Um, more likely, if she's going to have another run after that, it would be in the champion stakes, just for the prize money in Sydney and the fact that it's uh, uh, there's more money here and it's uh, on your doorstep mm. seems sensible to, uh, not to do not to be there so that's what you'll be um, geez those colours have been with you a while haven't they yeah uh, Rob and I was around the same yesterday I had a look at a few and he's been a great supporter we've had a lot of luck together and uh, I'd say there's more to come is there a winner at Hawkesbury it might be. I wasn't sure if you'd notice that. Um, <laughs> I just thought I'd lead you in just in case. <laughs> anyway, the uh, code, he was pretty unlucky first up. Um, should have got the money and what appears to be a, a stronger race than today. So, uh, but having said that, I mean, this time of year, Carnival, was, you know, there's no such thing as an easy maiden. Uh, but he's a pretty nice horse, and I think you know he's there to run a really good race. Beautiful. Yeah.
And uh, Anthony, at this time of year, as you well know, um, horses can just emerge from nowhere, literally nowhere. I saw on Thursday there at Canterbury, um, um, John O. Crowley, he's good on your social media, John O, amongst other things, and uh, uh, a nice... Good on Thursday. <laughs> Beg your pardon? He probably can do a sweat on Thursday. <laughs> he, um, a nice number of emerging horses for you trolling at Canterbury on Thursday. Yeah, it was a nice morning. We had some nice horses there, and they'll get to the races over the next couple of weeks. So you know, certainly something we, uh, to look forward to. Good on you, Anthony. We appreciate you joining us. Good luck today. Good luck. Excellent. Anthony Cummings, there he is. Um, always, uh, not, not always a man, Ronnie, but regularly in the spring there can be a, a horse that's like a, I don't know, like a five-and-a-half star, bye-bye, or something from nowhere. So who knows with Anthony? Uh, yeah, well, he's got a pretty smart filly today. It'd be lovely to see her start off with a win or, a you know, a, a really good run because, uh, as he said, this, she, she's proven up to a mile already. We know she can handle these wet tracks and uh, and she looks in pretty good order to the eye as far as last week's concern is going to that track gallop. You know, she's got a bit of polishing up in the coat to do, but uh, she, I love that piece of work last week. Yeah, no, she's very good. Can't wait to see her walk in the yard today. Can't wait to see uh, this horse work, uh, walk into the yard. Now, as I say, good morning uh, to Richard. Richard, so we, we talk about these races all during the week, and see you what, speak a lot of people, and they're like, yeah, I know, you know Zaki, yeah, he's back, he's back. But gee whiz, Rich, they're quick to talk about, but hang on, what about Profondo? Wasn't he good the other day? Good morning. Good morning, how are you? Very well. How are you? More importantly, how are you, and how's the big horse? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. And no, the horse is wonderful. He's in good order and was very pleased to see the track and nice soft sticks at Randwick today. So that was a big plus and uh, we're very happy with him. Yeah, obviously over the moon with that first up run. I thought he went enormous there. Um, just talk to me about what your feelings are with the, the track conditions. We've had 1.5 mils since uh, 7 o'clock, more or less. Uh, it's not ideal. Um, obviously better on a drier track, Richard? Yeah, he's absolutely um, a lot better on a drier track. But, look, I'm not too concerned. Um, to, to be honest, he sort of has to has to um, front up on them a little bit because I don't think it's going to uh, improve too much through September anyway. We're not going to get on too many good tracks. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles it. But he's nice and fit. The horse is in very good order. Brenton galloped him on Tuesday. is very happy with him. Um, the track was soft there. He said he got through it OK. So, um yeah, the horse is in good stead anyway. Okay, he just rides a, a beautiful box seat position here. Yeah, absolutely. I'll sort of leave it to him a little bit. Obviously, we just want him to switch off and enjoy the race and no pulling or anything like that and um, be finding the line well late. Okay. Uh, the next step after today? He'll go to the George Main in two okay. weeks. Um, looks like a nice race for him. And then we have to sit down and make a decision whether we stand. Sydney, there's an Epsom, or you know, we go to Melbourne. So, uh, some big decisions after <laughs> in two weeks' time. Okay, they're not bad decisions to make. So, good luck with him today. Uh Richard, uh, Richard, you've been fortunate, uh, fortunate enough in the last uh, four to five years to to have a horse like Profondo in the stable, and before that, a horse like Castelvecchio. So you're no stranger now to the pressure of big races. What is it about these horses? I mean, clearly two different horses, but any kind of comparison amongst them? Yeah, oh, they're both, you know, they're both very good quality colts, which is you know pretty pretty amazing. Um, geez, every day I get up and look at uh, Profondo, I'm very, you know, feel very pl privileged to have him. But 
um, comes with it, the pressures, etc., like that. But uh, you know, just, it's just nice to have good horses. They're hard to compare. Um, Castle Vecchio was obviously our first good horse, and um, you know, it was just a wonderful ride. I think back now it's a bit of a, a blur. It was felt very quick, and you know, but we we're very privileged to have him. And you know, this horse, he's he, you know, throwing us his challenges, but we know he's very good. Um, he, he comes with a little bit of stress, but um, you know, we're just happy to have him back in good, good stead, and he's in very good neck, and hopefully, he can do us justice through, you know, this campaign. I remember his debut, Richard. Um, uh, it was at Ramick or on, on the Kenzo track, and I, w I wanted to get you for a pre-race interview. But you sat in the grandstand, just uh, in around the, the theatre of the horse, just just watching him. You just you just don't take your eyes off this horse. No, you know, sometimes uh, you feel like hiding a little bit because you don't like put too much pressure on yourself or the horse. You know, you want to see the horse do the talking out on the track. And, um, you know, sometimes I feel I, I don't want to get too carried away or other people to get too carried away. But, um, yeah, he's, he's an amazing horse to have. And, you know, his potential is huge, like untapped, untapped potential. So, you know, hopefully we're going to have an exciting couple of months. Yeah, no, we hope that for you as well. He's a, he's a good horse, and we appreciate the chat race morning, Richard, and we'll see you at Ramick a bit later on. Thank you. Thanks. There he is, uh, quarter past three for the GPI Tramway Stakes. They're running Group 2, 1,400 metres. Um, do you think, uh, oh, no, I think, I suppose, uh, we'll be talking about ice bath a, a little more as the morning goes on, depending on what happens out there? Well, I'm sure we will. If, if, we, we, went, if we went before. Yeah, look, if, if if it gets to a heavy track and you're sitting there and looking at your mare with her talent with 53 kilos with the blinkers back on, I'm sure there'll be a lot of talk about it. There's probably going to be a lot of talk about her now that we've got a, you know, a few drops of rain, so um, just to top up. So as soon as it hits that probably soft seven, um, she's coming right into calculations. You sure uh, Richard didn't have you in a, like a bit of a mock when he was hiding into the stands and he didn't want to talk to you that day or...? <laughs> Well, there are, Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie, there are there are some trainers that aren't really up for the pre-race chat, and I get it, I'm not offended, but yes, there there is that mock school of thought sometimes. <laughs> I still try for Clary every time, every race. No, you won't get Clary. Well, he says, ask Marie, and, says, then, and then, then she says, go on, no. Clary, <laughs> or no. <laughs> Speak to me after the race. Yeah, Ronnie Learman's yeah. another one, although I've been good with Ronnie. I've, I've left him alone with Naval Walker. No, I think bit, Ronnie's just a bit shy, isn't he? <laughs> a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Okay, well, let yourself uh, get yourself organised, Ronnie, and we, we will talk uh, after 8 o'clock and break down this Sydney form with the guys. Good on you, Richard. Good on you, Ron Duffersey. He'll, um, you know, whether he has to uh, uh, amend too many scratchings there uh, for his form, but uh, Brad Gray and Glenn Munsey, they'll be uh, chomping at the bit. They'll be fired up. Don't forget the behind the gates multi. Um, we, we are, we're going for four weeks in a row. You, you know what happens now, but um, uh, we'll touch on the guys' horses after 10 o'clock. Can I go with Mask Crusader? I'm going to go with Mask Crusader. Sorry, Michael. Sorry, Wayne. Sorry, John. But I'm 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 going to go with him as my behind the gates multi horse. I know it's a thousand metres, probably not totally perfect, and they want to run him. And although the track might be getting uh, not to his range, but 
He's a damn good horse. I love the way trial coming in. Anyway, we digress. The Behind the Gates Multi, uh, Darren Flindell, Brad Davidson and Hurls just uh, after 10 o'clock. We'll have a, a bit of a roundtable discussion. We'll flick the text number out as well and you can get involved there as uh, the day goes on. Our preview is not far away for Melbourne. Mark Hunter, Dean Lester uh, after 9 o'clock. Michael Charge has done the, done the demon form and Richard Callender's there for a chat about Hawkesbury uh, just before 10 o'clock as well. I know many of you uh, sort of one asked me and text me, have I missed the Debordley quiz? Well, at around about 10 to 11 is the Debordley quiz with Paul Ambrosoli. Now, a number of those Family trainers like to ring in on their busy mornings, so do not miss that uh, debordly quiz, your chance to win some wine at about 11 o'clock. Around the grounds for scratchings around the nation, and we'll go to Royal Ramwick for a start. And we are starting on a soft six, rails out seven metres the entire uh, 10 races to be decided. Penetrometer 5.65, so 5.65, 26 scratchings, and they are this way at Ramwick today. Race one, take out number six, Scarlet Prince. Nine, Optimo. 12, Very Sharp. 15, Nowhere to Look. 16, Zoffany's Gaze. And 20, King's Trust. So race one, the highway, take out six, nine, 12, 15, 16, and 20. Race two, take out one Wild Chap, two Brown Thomas, 13 Martini Crusader, 16 Duty, and 17 Remus. One, two, 13, 16, and 17 from race two. Race three is clear. Race four, you can scratch number two, Lord Ardmore, and eight, Grove Ferry. Two and eight from race four. Race five is clear. Uh, race six, yeah, take out number two, um, She's a Belter, and nine, Mumbai Jewels. So two and nine from race six. Race seven, out comes number 10, Prime Candidate. Uh, race eight, out comes the 11, Supernova, and 13, Profondo. 11 and 12 from race eight. Race nine, take out number seven, Zarastro. Nine, Larkspur Run. 10 Burning Crown, 11 Sebenac, and 12 Meg. So race nine, scratch seven, nine, 10, 11, and 12. Race 10, out comes number three, Lightning Jack, six Rousseau, and 10 Yee Yee. Three, six, and 10 from race 10. Riders you might not have, race one, number 17, My Girona, is Ellen Hennessy, and 19, Brazen Impact, Reese Jones. Race 10, number 11, Cart Fever, Regan Bayless, and 19, Wild Chat Runs here, and Reese Jones to ride. This waiting on a rider there for Salia. Race one, number 18, Salia, uh, a rider still to come. Let's go to Hawkesbury, uh, north of Sydney today, up in uh, the beautiful northwest. We're on a soft five at Hawkesbury. The rail is true. Penetrometer with a reading of 4.92. Eight races, 20 scratchings to get through for Hawkesbury. Race one, take out number five, time to leave, and eight, prancing lass. Five and eight from race one. Race two, take out number one, Lydia. Three, Nana Star. Four, Nautical Miss. And nine, Yankee Hustle. One, three, four, and nine from race two.
Race three, scratch four, Senna Prost. Nine, Ignacio. And 12, Van der Zee. So it's four, nine, and 12 from race three. Race four, scratch number one, Believe So. Four, Layla of Monaco. And 10, Wings of Chance. One, four, and 10 from race four. Race five, scratch number four, Fast Sagrado. And six, I Am Geronimo. Four and six from race five. Race six, out comes number five, Hauteur. So race six, number five. Race seven is clear. Race eight, put the pen through, number one, Awesome Lad. Three, Glamour Fox. Eight, Kimberly Rain. Thirteen, Starstruck Barbie. And 15, Weekend Affair. One, three, eight, 13 and 15 from race eight. Riders there, race three, number one, down to earth, Rory Hutchings. And race six, number nine, she's super, if you didn't have those already. Let's look towards Doomben in Queensland today. So there's a listed race up there, heard from Jay Pride, fancies uh, his horse up in that race in Queensland today. Dooman, soft six, rail out four metres the entire circuit. And there are a total of 21 scratchings for Doombin, and they are this way. Races one and two are clear. Race three, take out five, Be Water, my friend, and ten, Ocean Emperor, five and ten from race three. Race four, take out two, VJ Day, seven, Kavak, Eight proper rogue and eleven shooter music. Two seven and two seven eight and eleven from race four. Race five out comes number five relucent and eleven rose bouquet bouquet. Five and eleven from race five. Race six scratch three Aussie nugget and five June forty five. Three and five that's three and five from race six. Race seven take out six count the coin seven rapido and ten alderman six. 7 and 10 from race 7. Race 8, scratch 4, Haunted. And race 9, scratch 1, Romacash. 2, Bonaparte. 8, Renoff. 10, Deep Skiva. 11, Fleet Dove. 13, Love Planet. And 14, Irukandji. So race 9, Dooman. 1, 2, 8, 10, 11, 13 and 14. Let's go to the Valley in Victoria for Fee and Stakes Day. A couple of the group races on the day there. And uh, it's a soft six rail through the entire soft six there at the Valley where there are 22 scratchings. Race one, take out four, Shambo. And six, final overture, four and six, from race one. Race two, take out number seven, Durston. Race three, scratch seven, Time Ruler. And nine, The Wizard King. Seven and nine from race three. Race four, scratch five, Forgot You. Race six, out comes two, Queen of the Ball. Eight, Clarity. Uh, number nine, Nana, uh, Nana Gui. Eleven, Wave Rider Boy. Twelve, Berry Bubbly. Fourteen, Street Delight. Sixteen, Hell Hath No Fury. And seventeen, Typhoon Titmus. So, race six outcomes two, eight, nine, eleven, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, and seventeen. Race seven, scratch one, Cinewan, fourteen lavish girl, sixteen Holbein, and eighteen Poland. One, fourteen, sixteen, and eighteen from race seven.
Race eight, scratch number one, Johnny Get Angry. And race nine, out comes number two, Think and Fly, 12, Lord Domino, and 17, Aspen, Colorado. Two, 12, and 17 from race number nine. Race seven, number 15, Gravina gains a start, Daniel Moore, and 17, Kalos, the Godolphin pair, Ethan Brown on board there for race number seven. And let's go across to Morpherville in South Australia. And uh, Ian Widowson telling us it's a soft six. Rails out three metres the entire. Ten races there at Morpherville. And we have 20 scratchings to get through. Race one is clear. Race two, take out one, another Ponzi. Three, Black Samurai. Eight, Shavash. And ten, Baby Alex. One, three, eight and ten from race two. Race three, take out number three, Hey Michael. Race four is clear. Race five, out comes one, Lakes Folly. Seven, Shock Alert. One and seven from race five. Race six is clear. Race seven, out comes eight, Grandma Gale. Ten, She's Estelle. And 13, zero in. So eight, 10, 13 from race seven. Race eight, take out number two, Solbrook Star. Six, Dangers. And 13, Heavy Rotation. Two, six and 13 from race eight. Race nine, scratch five, Cork Harbour, eight, well-known, and 14, the Wizard King, five, 10, and 14 from race nine, and race 10, take out five, Demando, nine, Rodeo, 10, Nali, and 13, Made in Milan. So five, nine, 10 and 13 from race number 10 at Morpherville. It's a minute past eight. We'll take a break here on Racing HQ Saturday. On the other side, Ron Duffercy, Brad Gray and Glenn Munsey with the best of Chelmsford Stakes Day form talk. Hi, it's Matty Johns. Get your years of hard work recognised and get the qualification you deserve with the help of Skills Certified. Their partner RTOs assess your workplace skills and can turn them into a nationally recognised qualification through recognition of prior learning. It could open your career options, increase your salary or even get your promotion. Why spend unnecessary time and money when life has already qualified you? Take the free 60-second skills check now at skillscertified.com.au. Get your skills certified. Spring is in the air this Saturday with Tab. And for all races at Randwick and Mooney Valley, place a tote win bet in venue or on course with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second, third or even fourth, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on all races in Sydney and Melbourne this Saturday, but only at your local Tab. Download the app today. Excludes WA residents. First online tote win bet only. Placed in Tab venues. T's and C's at website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help. 1-800-858-858. New to Dali in 2022. It's a two-length lead for Palace Pier. Races towards the line and Palace Pier is the winner of the Queen Anne. He recorded nine number ones. Five at Group 1 level. But Palace Pier looks too strong. Palace Pier, he's all class. This champion, Moila. Introducing Palace Pier. Kingman's greatest hit. Standing at Darling. It's all the game. The renowned Big Sports Breakfast Grand Final Lunch. This year, Clarkie, Loz, Jamie and yours truly, Jared Middleton, are heading to the Grand Pavilion at Rose Hill Racecourse, Wednesday, September 28th, where the midweek Rose Hill races will be in full swing. Don't miss an afternoon of big laughs, good food and even better company as you mingle with NRL and racing royalty. And of course, you may even get a winner or two with help from our Sky Racing tipsters. Plus, we'll preview Saturday Tab Epsom Day. Get your tickets now at australianturfclub.com.au. 
HQ brought to you by the Kosciuszko. Tickets now available in venue or on the Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Tease the season website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1800 858 858. Yeah, it's great to have uh, HQ Insurance back with us as sponsors for the show during the uh, the Sydney Everest Carnival. Wayne and, and Dino, thank you guys. Um, two great racing men. Uh, Wayne will win a race this, this spring somewhere. He'll be in one of David's Payne, David Payne's horses that wins a good race for sure, Wayne Aldridge. If you're listening, Wayne, good morning to you, my man. He's one of, uh, one of, the, one of the world's good fellas. So are you, Dino. Don't worry about that. Four minutes past eight. Let's uh, check in with Chairman of Stewards uh, here at Racing New South Wales. Not for that much longer as he heads uh, to, to Hong Kong and, and different shores, but there's a spring carnival to get through first. Mark Van Gestel, good morning to you. Morning, Richard. How are you? Very well. You might have th- thrown in those. Uh, I'd imagine those um, those Wellingtons, those boots, live permanently um, in the back of your car, just in case. Yeah, they've had a fair bit of use over the last <laughs> few months or so, but uh, seems like we might have to uh, put them on today, unfortunately. But we'll uh, we'll have a look when we get out there. What a shame. Um, anyway, they're going to be ten happy ten happy sets of connections, as we always say. But through your stewards' reports, which are easily accessible um, on the Racing New South Wales website, can you highlight a few horses that uh, might have appeared there for for good, bad, or otherwise? Out of the second race and the midway, number eight, Bella Violet um, from Ramick on the 20th of August. Uh, finished fourth behind Scorchland, but look, just um, as she um, made a run on the home turn, the, the run closed and um, had to be checked and did become quite badly unbalanced in the incident. Took some time to balance up and the winner was able to pinch a break, but uh, I thought in the circumstances, its effort uh, to finish the race off reasonably well was had some merit and it's one could improve. Uh, in race six, the Furious Stakes, uh, number six in secret, finished second behind Azugotcha back on the same day, the 20th of August. We did talk to James McDonald regarding his riding in the straight and uh, on straight, and he did shift out looking for better going, but then just became held up slightly on the hills of North Star Lass and wasn't until about the 150 metres where he was able to secure clear running and uh, ran on strongly. And in race eight, the Chelmsford, uh, I thought Moanga number one was also worth a mention. Finished 10th behind Animo, but uh, in the wing stakes. But look, Tommy Berry said he wasn't too disappointed with the performance. Um, from about the 350 to the 200 metres, was held up for clear running and uh, lost momentum at that stage. And whilst uh, the horse didn't finish the race off strongly, he wasn't overly disappointed with the performance. So it's one that could improve also uh, from its last start. Good on you, Mark. Always good to speak race morning. See you at the races soon. Thanks, Richard. Good man, Mark Van Gestel, Chairman of Stewards, and uh, giving us a bit of a rundown. Some horses there. You might not have gone through those stewards' reports, but they uh, appeared there, and um, they might be horses that can redeem themselves or for whatever reason at the races today. Six past eight. Let's dive into the Sydney form. Ron, welcome back. Meeting holds up relatively well for Challenge Mistakes Day. I think so, Richard. Um, obviously, if we get a downgrade, we'll see if there's any late scratchings. But I'm just looking at my new toy here, this uh, wind tracker. And um, we've had Have you two... worked it out? Yeah, I, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of getting interested in it now. Um, we've had <laughs> 2.1 mils of rain, um, I'd suggest, in the last hour. Um, 
where the, we've got a gust of 30.5 kilo, kilometres an hour. The current wind, temp, uh, wind gauge is 13.4, but that's moving every second. And uh, Hawkesbury's been downgraded to a soft six at this stage since uh, since the, the, the track report this morning. I'm getting all sorts of information here. It's 11 degrees at the moment as well. And the wind's coming from the south-southwest. Have you got a traffic report for us, Ronnie? <laughs> well, that's coming. I'll just switch the page here. <laughs> Brad Gray. Brad, a very good morning to you. Good morning, guys. The temperature in the shade is, what, 9.4 and maybe in the sun at the moment, 11.3. <laughs> but fascinating days racing, guys, isn't it? Uh, so many questions will be answered after today. I'm already looking forward to reviewing it, actually. And we're still actually four, four hours away from the first race. But we want to see the headliners again, of course. Zaki, Eduardo, hold their form. Will Andermatt put his hand up? As an Everest contender, how is Mars Crusader going? Then you've got the good fillies. We get our first look at She's Extreme and Paris Dior as three-year-olds. And without giving too much away, I know uh, Duff and myself have both found a stay that was beaten ten lengths last start. So it is just one of those meetings, and we just need the weather guys to play their part now and may the best horses win. And we need the tab to offer the best prices around the place. Keen to see what happens as the day rolls on. Who will they make their lay of the day? Uh, a bit before 11 o'clock, but he has the prices in front of him and we'll see what business has been like. Len Munsey, Muns, good morning to you. Yes, good morning, Richie. Good morning, Brad. Love to have uh, Alan Wilkie join us this morning uh, for his uh, uh, meteorological tips there. Good morning to you, Duff, and all the listeners. And uh, that is a good um, tool, the the new tracker there, telling us now we've had 2.2 mils of rain. Uh, gone are the days now we... Uh, you just look out the window and you say, I wonder if it's raining uh, at the race course. And uh, now you're up to the second with what's actually happening. And uh, we, we don't really want this weather to be continuing uh, right throughout the day today, you wouldn't think. I think Mike Wood loves it as he saws people ringing him every five minutes. It's, uh, it'll be a, a great tool for him. Oh, yes, uh, he, he's calling it the, the removal of the pestometer. Um. <laughs> well, I, I, can, I can tell you, I just received a text from a Ramwick trainer, and um, let's just say, well, I probably can't repeat totally what he said, but it's raining at Ramwick. Hissing down. That was close to it, Munns. That was very close to what was on the text message. Anyway, let's, let's, let's dive in, shall we? Damn uh, autocorrect. Yeah, the old damn autocorrect, 100%. Um, let's get going, shall we? The midway, uh, sure, the highway, getting ahead of myself. The highway starts today. 20 minutes to midway for race number one here, Munns, and the highway this week will be a class three over the 1,200 metres. What's happening in this market? Yeah, not, uh, another big field in the highway, but not uh, a wide market, put it that way. Let's start with Jal Mari uh, for Danny Williams. He's got a few of the stable in today, Danny. And it's a $31 chance. Pure Fuego is at $12. So Country is a $10 chance. Participator up from Wagga for Timmy Donnelly at $4.60. Platara is a $61 chance. Scarlet Prince is out no deduction taken for it. Prince Nakoni, another runner for Danny there at $16. Opal Ridge is our favourite at $2.30. They're playing around with it this morning. $2.50 into $2.15 out to $2.30 so far this morning, and that's from $6.30. Uh, Optimo is out. $0.04 cents a win and $0.07 cents a place. Extra approval is a $16 chance. Wizard of Oz at $19. We've got very sharp out, no deduction. Danza Dell for the King of the Highways. Terry Robinson at $41. Mosquita at $19. Nowhere to look is out, no deduction. Zoffany's Gaze is out, no deduction. We go down to My Girona 
Uh, Ellen Hennessy, your rider there, and earlier it was a $41 chance still there. Salire with the tongue tie off, still waiting on a rider there at 23. And Brazen Impact, uh, another Danny Williams runner there. Reese Jones to ride it. It's $71, and King's Trust is out. No deduction. Uh, clearly, top pick here is Opal Ridge. As I said, they're playing around with it this morning. $2.50 into $2.15, out to $2.30 already today. More than half the money invested on the race today and a good bit of money as well on this favourite here. Uh, second pick with Optimo out is now actually So Country. Third pick would be Participator and fourth pick would be Pure Fuego. Well, Brad, don't see James McDonald riding in highways all the time. Where's she going to find herself? Hopefully just somewhere behind the speed. Um, I think from the gate and looking at the setup of this race, she won't be too far away. You've only really got two designated go-forward horses, those being extra approval. And so country, outside of that, Prince Nakoni, probably not far away from the wide gate, comes across Wizard of Oz. Salia can be much closer from the inside draw. Uh, and then you've probably got Opal Ridge. So third line back would be ideal, but there's a lot of back markers engaged here, Duff. Yeah, there is. So I would be hoping if I'm a supporter of uh, Opal Ridge, which I am, that um, she will find uh, a beautiful spot just behind that first, you know, that first line. And um, it's hard to get away from the obvious, isn't it? I know she's only a young, inexperienced filly, but she's going further than a highway, surely. Um, uh, she was desperately unlucky behind Troach. Two winners have come out of that race wide four or five wide, no cover the whole way the other day, and was was pretty tough, I thought. So, yep, uh, picks herself, I think. Uh, Participator is a really nice horse. Um, I'm still trying to work out what's his distance range. I think it might be further than 1,200, um, obviously, with it being by contributor. Uh, 1,200 suits him, but I don't like the wet track for him. A couple of soft runs are... Um, not as good as his, you know, his good runs. Um, so just little question marks on his um, wet track ability. Although there's no evidence there, and and being out of a, you know, more than ready mare, you'd expect him to handle it. Pure Fuego, Fuego hasn't won in a long time, uh, but I think the setup's pretty good for him here. And so country, I think be fresh is best for him. And with the claim today, ten dollars looks yeah, quite acceptable. Eight, four, two, and three. 8, 2, 10 and 4 for me. I'm also with Opal Ridge. It looks her race to lose. Uh, she's a pretty smart filly, isn't she? I know that they're already eyeing off a cosy spot. Uh, and if that's the case, she'll want to come out and continue that good run of form because she's, she's airborne at the moment and her form might speak for themselves. Two, Pure Fuego, if there is a danger, uh, it is him. I love the way that he's trialled since. We haven't seen him at the races for seven weeks now where he wasn't been all that far behind the Big Easy and Shades of Rose. I don't think he, he'll want it too much worse than what it is at the moment. He can get through it, uh, but I think he is more dynamic on top of the ground. He'll get back in the ruck and, and need the runs at the right time, but he's got a, a wicked turn of foot if everything goes his way. Ten extra approval, one of those go-forward horses, chasing three on the bounce. He's in a purple patch of form, albeit two wins on his home track there at Tyree, but if he can transfer that form to Randwick, uh, he's going to give them something to chase at odds and four participate at best of the rest. But eight, two, ten, and four for me to kick off. 
Rightio, looking at uh, the numbers here for Darren Flindell calls all the action. Darren is with number two, Pure Fuego, to beat 14 Mosquito, four, uh, four Participator, and eight Opal Ridge, two, 14, eight, uh, two, 14, four and eight. Two, 14, four and eight for Darren in race number one. And Ronnie, if I sound a touch distracted there, just received a, a text from James Cummings. Um, Animo um, work this morning. In a word, excellent. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, Bring it on. Needs to know. Bring it on for sure. Let's get on to race number two here, uh, the midway this afternoon, Munns, and we'll have some benchmark 72 horses getting up over the 1,800 metres. Uh, Munns, the market please for race two at Randwick. Yeah, we start with a scratching uh, while Chappett's running in the last. No deduction taken there. Brown Thomas is out. Uh, three cents a win and five cents a place. Dick Whittington with the winkers on at $18. We've got our Bambino at $26. Bubba is a $9 chance. Scorchland for Crookie the Bookie looking to go back to back in midways. It's $4.20 and that price makes it favourite. Bacchio Del Mist at $9.50. Bella Violet. Now Huey at this stage is one kilo over and it's a $9 chance. Navajo Peak at $5. Spring Break is a $23 chance. Mike Rona got the blinkers on today. We've heard from Johnny Steinmetz this morning. It is a $6.50 chance. Dream Maiden at $41. Martini Cruiser out ran yesterday. Two cents a win and two cents a place. Brinner is a $10 chance. Essential Sky at $21. Judy is out ran yesterday. And Remus out. No deduction for it. Uh, most popular runner here is actually Bacchio Del Mist. Uh, as much as $13 during the week, uh, as much as $10 already this morning. Second biggest scorched land, and this is $5 into $4.20 today already, and that's post all the scratchings. Uh, it is the second pick, and the third pick would be Bella Violet. So the concentration there all together, number six, seven, and eight. How do they settle down, Brad? Yeah, tricky race uh, to get a handle on as far as where they could potentially be settled down here, Hainsey. We've got three speed scratch or speed horses that have been scratched, Martini Cruiser, Judy and Wild Chap. So does that mean my Crona comes across from the wide draw? Maybe Bubba uh, can can trail my Crona across, given she's a, a very fit horse. Spring Break has some speed, but outside of that, not too many other contenders, Duff. <laughs> No, no, it's a it's a tactical battle now, isn't it? And these eighteen hundreds can be a little tricky from horses kicking up out wide. They do a little bit more work than expected, so uh, getting to that first turn. So I you know, I don't know what to think of this race. Um, I'm I'm with Bella Violet. This track has got me bamboozled. I, I like to talk about people that study these tracks and. And 50% of them are telling me it could be right up the inside lanes and the other 50% say it's going to be swoopers right out wide. I don't know what. I suppose we look and learn and probably know by race three anyway, but uh, it'd be nice to get a grip on it early uh, because I'm tipping what I think is a back marker here and I, I heard Mark Van Gestel earlier and I agree the way, the way he looked or his stewards looked at the race here. I, I know she's got a lot of ground to make up Bella Violet, but I just think she was a run short and she just did get stopped at a bad stage there the other day and John's horses usually get better with a, a couple of runs under their belt, Yui's happy to stick and I think she's going to come with a big run and she's a heavy track winner at a mile at Hawkesbury last preparation where she was very strong so yep I'll just lean her way at the odds, he might be obvious Scorchland if you just look at that lead up uh, the money was for him at the odds and he, he dominated I thought and he's got a lovely stalking position there. He can be closer from the jaw, surely. Five, Bubba. Uh, yep, I think the wet track is a big plus for her, or most of her best forms on the wet. And the, the biggest adjustment 
in the market this week has been my kroner and I can understand why with the blinkers on and maybe reading the play the punters or the or the price assessors with those scratchings going forward. Eight, six, five and eleven. I've gone six, three, seven, and eleven. I've got Scorchland on top. I think he all has to do is, is hold his form from a couple of weeks ago to be right in the finish again. He gets a couple of kilos for that victory, but the wet track holds no fears. Obviously, the mile holds no fears, and he shouldn't be that far away in the run, settling down midfield and getting his chance. Three, Dick Whittington. I know it's been two years since he's won, but he hasn't raced in this grade for some time either. Uh, he looked pretty sharp in a tick-over trial, and his recent form lines through Borna King read pretty well for this. Seven, Bucchio Del Mist. Uh, she's a, a lightly raced staying mare. Surprised a few, including myself there at Canterbury last start, winning as the, the rank outsider in the field. But if she can build off that, which you'd think she can only count and throw it up out to 1,800 metres. She's one to keep an eye on as she goes through the grades. And 11, Mike Croner. Uh, she, he does look to get some kind of on-speed favours now. And he's another one that the wet track holds no fears. So 6, 3, 7 and 11. Okay, nice open midway. Uh, Darren Flindell calls all the actions. Darren with us for behind the gates after 10 o'clock. And uh, he's with number 6, Scorchland, to beat 3, Dick Whittington. 9, Navajo Peak. And 8, Bella Violet. 6, 3, 9 and 8 for Darren in race number 2. Race 3 we go to now. Now, four-year-olds and upwards mares here for the World Gym Castle Ray Handicap here. Munza benchmark 78, 1100 metres. Yeah, can't say I'm a regular there, <laughs> but good to see them sponsoring. Uh, we've got Rubenocchi here, backing up from last Saturday, and it's a $5.50 chance. Uh, she honka at $10. Party for one with the blinkers off today at $10. We've got Jalay is a $5 chance, and that price makes it favourite in a wide bidding race. Never second at 14 Calescent at $34. Miss Dior at $41. Miss J Fox at $18. Sneaky Page is a $13 chance. Lady Bam for $26. Duchy of Savoy at $7. Ten Bells is a $21 chance. Hoover Lucy, back after having bone chip uh, removed in the off four knee, it's a $7.50 chance, and Safu at $61. Uh, most popular runner here, dollar-wise, is Jal Lay. Um, and it's been a drift all week. $424.60, $485. Uh, just on uh, second pick would be 10 Bells, who's on a potential Kosciuszko path. Uh, 23.21, 23-21 already today. Third pick, we go back up to Shihonka. Now, this is a weird one. It was 10 out to 12, then 11, then into a short of 7.50 yesterday. has been 9.50 out to 10 so far this morning. And fourth pick, there wouldn't be anything between Party for One and Hoover Lucy. Uh, Brad, does the map make things any clearer here? Yeah, I was going to say, so we just get the impression that punters got no idea what's going on here and I tend to be with them. No, I think there's some good speed here. Uh, you've got Rubenocchi stamped urgent from the wide gate along with Kalescent. You've got Shahonka and Ten Bells coming across just looking for some cover somewhere. And the second layer of speed from the lower draws, Misty Or, Miss J Fox and Sneaky Page holding a prominent spot. So pretty genuine clip here. All runners get their chance stuff. Yep. I Hopefully, I'm tipping a back marker here, party for one. I'm I mean, he didn't put the brakes on me, Joe, this morning, but he hardly said double your bet. Um, but I still want to be with her. I just think she's got the class angle covered, got the wet track box covered, 1,100 metres fresh. She's got uh, group form last preparation, and that stands up pretty good to my eye on benchmark 78. I think the dangers... Hoover Lucy interests me a lot 
a yard and market watch late. Um, only one trial after 305 days off, but, you know, Chris wouldn't have be running her on a soft track uh, if he was worried about her condition. And she's in with a nice little weight here for a progressive little mare. Um, for July is a, another one loves to get to the outside as John says and she gets an opportunity to do that back in distance here we're swooping late and 11 uh, Duchy of Savoy was pretty good in Melbourne last start uh, was well placed and set up well in Sydney prior to that that horse Glenn mentioned a minute ago I mean I'm interested in her now we're getting rain again 10 bills uh, she's done some good things here at Ramwick uh, two for two at the track and distance and I could easily throw her well probably in an early quaddy uh, 3, 13, 4 and 11 as my little ticker goes over to 4.3 mils this morning 113, 3 and 2 for me I've gone the percentage play with Rubenocchi she's fit, she's forward uh, she'll make her own luck and give them all something to chase down I thought she was quite good there last Saturday I know she was well beaten at the finish a couple of lengths by Monty Ditto and Fire uh, but the track did play away from the fence and that was against the boys so here she is on the quick turnaround uh, she was also five weeks between runs there so quick back up today, no excuses back to Mayor's company and four year old and upwards Mayor's as well so restricted grade, uh, she finds it a nice race to bounce back in, 13 who Hoover Lucy, I should say. I echo the thoughts there of Duff. I really wanted to find her. You'd expect her to be forward enough, surely. 1,100 metres, 54 kilos. She's a very handy mare, and I love the way that she trialled. She looked very sharp, so she's extremely dangerous. That last five minutes of betting is going to be all important. Three party for one. With those group form lines, uh, she gets back, but she, she savages the line. I've seen enough of her to know that she can do that. And two, Shahonka. 1,100 metres, probably as short as she wants it, uh, but a testing 1,100 metres probably does help today. One thirteen, three and 2. Numbers for Darren Flindell in race number three at Ramwick today uh, with the Mayors. And Darren's with number three, Party for One. To be four, Jalai. And uh, other numbers there just going off the screen there. But he's, um, he is with uh, the good odds. So, uh, so, okay, so yeah, nothing further than, well, yeah, we're now a soft seven, Michael, we're letting us know there, soft seven, and there'll be an inspection taking place a little later in the morning. So, as uh, Ron following the tracker there, more rain around the place, and a soft seven at Ramwick, uh, Michael, we're just letting us know. Let's go to race number four and runs the first of the features here. This is the YLC City Tattersalls Club Cup, and a listed race over the mile and a half for race four. Yes, and uh, cut about by a couple of scratchings, but we've still got a Arapahoe, who's the winner of the Premier's Cup going into this uh, cup race, so he's collecting a few cups along the way, Arapahoe, and he's a $6 chance here. Lord Artmore is out, 19 cents a win and 15 cents a place. Realm of Flowers at $15. Attorney is a $71 chance. Through Irish Eyes, with the blinkers off today at $4.80. We've got Raging Bull, a $9 chance. Card de Noir, with the synthetic hoof filler on the near hind, it is a $3.90 chance, and that price makes it favourite. Grove Ferry is out. The deduction there, 11 cents a win and 11 cents a place. Too much to bear, $4.40. Chalk Stream is an $8 chance, and She's a Man Eater is at $41. Most popular runner here is Arapaho. Um, well, they took as much as $18, uh, about it, uh, with uh, Lord Ardmore in the race. And Grove ferry in the race as well but uh, it is most popular runner second pick is chalk stream third pick is card de noir and fourth pick is through irish eyes your map here brad 
A real designated leader. Uh, you've got too much to bear and through Irish eyes as candidates, but there's every chance that Chalkstream uh, can find himself a little bit closer in the run here, Duff. But hard one to, to map with any great certainty, uh, but they do look the three, three horses potential to go forward. Yeah, tactical affair. I want Chalkstream to go forward. Um, in Europe, he used to do that, but obviously a lot of work's gone into him to help him settle. I don't know um, if that's going to bugger that up, but uh, I, I just think he's the best stayer here. Um, he was good in the Queen's Cup on a heavy track, second up at mile and a half last preparation. We all saw that first up, where it's a total forgive. His trials leading into this prep suggest he's come back well. And he's a good bet here. Um, the market's obviously adjusted with those scratchings. Uh, but I still think he is going to run a bottler here. I'm saving on a Rappahoe. Um, he's just going too well. And he's adaptable. We all forget he's, um, you know, he, he was a real on-pace runner until last start. So maybe he, he, he goes back to taking things up. I don't know. Uh, but he's a danger. I'll throw in too much to Bear, who's, who's threatening to win another race. Just a little query at the mile and a half on a heavy track now, or a, a sloth track now. And I'll um, also put in Cadrone Du Noir, who's just out of benchmark 78. But he is progressive, he is strong, he can stay, and he's a, he's a last start track and distance winner. The other one I want to mention here is, is she's any old odds. She's a man-eater, is an absolute swimmer. Um... And there's something in her last run. I know she was well beaten, but I, I just think she could be one that you, you just shake your head out of what, what happened there. She could do something. Ten, one, nine, and seven. Yep, I found him too. Ten, six, one, and seven. So he missed the start by ten lengths, and he got beaten by ten and a half. Yet here we are. You kind of take him to some extent on trust, uh, but on his best form, geez, he's mighty hard to beat. And his second up last prep, uh, he ran that cracker in the in the Queen's Cup where he was wide the trip, and he looked like he was going to drop out of it, and he just kept coming again and coming again to not be beaten far by no compromise and surefire. So he's an out and out stayer, and I think twenty four hundred metres second up, there's every chance he jumps out of the ground. Six raging. Bull, uh, his first up victory was hard to miss, wasn't it? Uh, it was exceptional. That flags that he's returned really well this time back. 61 kilos, first up, 1,800 metres in the wrong part of the track. He did a fantastic job. There's more depth here, uh, but his form as a three-year-old was rock solid through some pretty handy gallopers, your Animos, your Totsus. He was beaten a fair way, uh, but this is probably a, a slight drop back from that. One, Arapaho, he's flying. Uh, all he has to do is hold his form, albeit he does creep up in the weights. 2,400 metres is fine for him. And Cadre Dunois uh, does drop six kilos from last start going up in grade, which only helps. 10-6, 1-7. Her Majesty watching, hoping the gents are right in race number four. And uh, we look at uh, Darren Fennell's numbers here for race four. Oh! As Chalkstream across the board, 10 Chalkstream oh to be dear. one Arapahoe, mm, seven and five. Oh, oh. could be <laughs> some dry hoods in the honour. You know, Elizabeth is uh, listening this morning. Uh, morning, Mum. And, uh, you know, your subject's there tipping your horse. Uh, you know, page to crawl. Oh, I hope she can afford to dry clean the colours after today. All those tassels and getting all the dirt off them. And, oh, be a nightmare yeah, she, for the dry cleaner. She's got staff for that, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> like you. <laughs> 
Let's um, let's get on a race five, shall 5. we? Five point uh, seven, five point seven. The, uh, the oh, Richter's we've, car. We've given this bloke a new toy to play with, and he's going to become unbearable. <laughs> I'm watching these wind well, and farrows, and uh, for, for what it's worth, I've uh, I'm off Mars Crusader now. I'm, I'm going for something oh, else come on, behind no, the gates. No, I can't. Oh. I'm the host, Ronnie. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> race five, the Southern Cross Group Concord Stakes, first leg of this Sydney Sprint Series. Muns half a million dollars. Group three, set waste plus penalties, um, and there. He is Eduardo, top of the market. What, what a, the, the tab punters want to get involved here at the moment or during the week? Yeah, welcome back, Eddie. Um, already he's been two dollars this morning, so it, it's been very, very weird. Like he went up three dollars on Monday. We actually bet three dollars twenty about it, all in. Uh, open two thirty on Wednesday. He's been as into as short as a dollar eighty. Back to two dollars. This uh, and this is today. Two dollars into a dollar eighty-five. Back to a dollar ninety-five already today. So he's all over the place. I'm running out of colours to write the changes down. Uh, Mars Crusader is at nine dollars and fifty cents. Shelby sixty-six is back at the races today. He'll be giggling in the float on the way up, looking at that rain at twenty-six dollars. Malkovich is a nine dollar fifty chance. Athelric at twenty-one dollars. We've got Handle the Truth. He's on a Kosciuszko path at a hundred and fifty-one dollars. Then we've got. Zapateo at $10. Andermatt is $4.20. And rocketing by is a $34 chance. Well, he is the most popular runner, Eddie. And he's got probably uh, half as much again as what Andermatt has on it. Now, today, uh, Eddie's been as long as $2, as short as $1.85. Andermatt has been as long as $4.60 and is now $4.20. And they totally dominate. Uh, third pick would actually be Shelby 66, but you'd lay him in the Melbourne Cup especially when for training. Um, then you've got not a great deal between Athelric, Zapateo, Rocketing by, and Mars Crusader. Um, Brad, is it Malkovich that's just too quick out of the gates here? Yeah, he's a pretty fast horse, isn't he? Uh, uh, you'd think that Malkovich, drawn inside of him, uh, holds that ace as far as finding the front here. We've seen Eduardo the last couple of campaigns. He doesn't have to lead. So Nash will just come out relatively neutral. Uh, and if he wants to lead Eduardo, so be it. But I think he'd be quite happy just tagging Malkovich into the straight here. Outside of that, you've got Athelric just punching up into a lovely position. So much more clarity around this map. Uh, yes, yes. Now... He'll be giggling uh, in the float coming to the races here, Andermatt. Now, this is pattern-related, this race, for sure, because Malkovich, we know what he does. He's a flying machine, and he wants the pattern in his favour. He wants the fence good, and he'll run a race. So, now, what sort of energy does Eddie have to use to put paid to Malkovich halfway down the straight or getting to the 100? And could he be a sitting shot for a horse like Andermatt late here? I think so. Um, I've got him on top, Andermatt. That's no disrespect for, for, for Eduardo. He's a, he's a very good wet tracker in his own right. And we know he's just two for two at the track and distance. And and um, that's at the top level too. So um, he's the danger. For Malkovich, probably um, weakening a little bit with him. He wants the pattern in his favour as far as the leaders are getting a good go in close. Uh, but he'll give a good kick. And Mars Crusader will run on late. He loves Ramwick. Eight, one, four and two. Yep, I'm with him, Eduardo, one, five, eight, and two. He picks himself, doesn't he? I know Nature Strip sits on the throne as the best sprinter in the country, but I guess there's a little argument to be made that Eduardo is the best we've got, over 1,100 metres, and he's seven runs for Joe Pride over that distance range. He has won five of them. So 
He fits in well. No, you don't need me to tell you that. He's an odds-on favourite for a reason. Five, Athelric. I thought was a really good roughie in this race. Now, will he measure up to this grade? Well, we'll get a price to find out. Uh, Hugh Bowman does the steering. Maps to get a lovely trail. He's a 1,000-metre specialist uh, and the wet track. Uh, we know he'll skip through that, no problem whatsoever. And a Matt, the case has been made there as to why he's hard enough to beat. He goes like a rocket fresh. He, too, loves wet conditions and he looked very sharp uh, in his recent barrier trial and two mask crusader. Every chance he finds the 1,000 metres a touch too sharp and he won't like this deteriorating track, but uh, his trial also says that he's returned particularly well. One, five, eight and two. Rightio, let's uh, get on to uh, Darren's numbers here for race five. One, Eduardo to beat two, Mars Crusader, eight, Andamat, and number nine, Rocketing Boy. Oh, we'll stick with Mars Crusader. What am I saying? One, two... <laughs> eight and nine numbers for Darren in race number five. That's a, a one hell of a good sprint. Let's go to race six at Ramwick today. This is the Dali Furious Stakes for the three-year-old fillies here, Man Set weights, group two, 1,200 metres. Yeah, and you can make Hawkesbury a, a soft six now as well, Richard. Uh, a downgrade with rain arriving out at Hawkesbury. So the Dali Furious here, race number six, we have She's Extreme as a $5.50 chance. She's a belter is not there. Seven cents a win and eight cents a place. Paris Dior is a $3.70 chance. Then we go to Seven Vales at $19. Wollinga Beast at $9.50. In secret, $3.20, and that price makes it favourite. North Star Lab at 7.50, Russian Conquest at 21, Mumbai Jewelers out no deduction, Wave Rider Boy at 41, Madame Pomery at 41, and Wingardium is a $23 chance. Uh, most popular runner is Paris Dior here. And already today, uh, because there's no scratchings, $4.20 has been the best price. It's at $5 there from Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, $4.20 last night, $4.23.93.70 today, with half the money invested on the race already today. Yeah, but in saying that, in secret was as much as $3.90 uh, yesterday and earlier this morning. Uh, $3.50, now $3.20. So both favourites have firmed up here and they they are well over half the total investment on the race between them. Uh, third pick is the toppy in She's Extreme and fourth pick is actually the bottom one in Wingardium who's been as much as 26 and as short as 19 earlier today, now 23. OK, your map here, Brad. Mm, pattern all important when it comes to this race because the two speed horses or the two obvious speed horses have drawn one two north star last punches up Wingardium, uh, I can't imagine, is too far away. And listening to <coughs> Anthony Cummings this morning, the door has just been left ajar as far as she's extreme, potentially getting a dig and coming across as well, Duff. Uh, yep, and Paris door box seating here as well. So, a uh, terrific little race. Um, I'm with She's Extreme. I know a bit's got to go right for her, but uh, she's a good filly. Uh, she's a good filly. She proved that last preparation. I was taken with a gallop last week, and, um, yep, I'm happy to be with her in a competitive race in secret. Should come on from that first up run. I'm shocked there's not more money for Willinga Beast with the rain this morning. Uh, she's another big improver in Paris Door. I, I want to show her more respect because she's a lovely filly who's been well handled. One, six, five, and three. Seven, three, one, and six. I'm going to throw North Star Lass into the mix here. <clears throat> On the reasons being that there doesn't look to be a lot of tempo in the race. She's got the run under her belt, and I thought she was quite good there first up, albeit in a race where 
she was expected to, to be in the finish, given they did back off in the middle stages. That was a silver shadow, of course. But a similar setup here. Uh, I think she's going to be hard to chase down if they don't give her her due respect. Three, Paris Dior. She was a lovely two-year-old, uh, and all indications are that she's come back really well. The trolls are just as much. There's a bit of bullishness uh, from the stable. She gets the run of the race here and gets her chance to, to make a statement as she marches towards those three-year-old features. One, she's extreme. Uh, she's another one who was a fantastic two-year-old, wasn't she? She was a, a big tank of a filly. She was really strong. So curious to see how she parades today, but she's in the picture. And six, in secret. I haven't jumped off her yet. I still love her. Uh, I just think $3.50 in what is a very competitive race is a touch short. 7, 3, 1 and 6. Looking at Darren's numbers here for uh, the Furious Stakes today, the Dali Furious Stakes and Darren's with number one, Shares Extreme, his best of the day. Asterix there, won a special to beat three Paris Dior, eight Russian Conquest and 12 Wingardium. One, three, eight and 12 for Darren in race number six. This Father's Day, Drum and Golf is giving you the chance to win the ultimate golfing experience for your dad and a friend to the 2022 Australian Open at the Victoria Golf Club, valued at $8,500. To win, simply purchase a Drum and Golf gift card valued at $50 or more from any Drum and Golf store, either in-store or online, between August 4 and September 4. Don't have long, and you will go into the draw to win. Visit drumandgolf.com.au for full terms and conditions. Drum and Golf, Australia's biggest. ACT permit number 2201230, South Australian licence number T22983. A break on Racing HQ Saturday and a good look at the Ramwick Quaddy on the other side. Right now at Bing Lee, save up to $500 on selected Bosch cooking appliances. And laundry, Lionel. No, Mum. Cooking. No, Lionel. Both. Who said? Me. I'm the Bosch. What? I'm the boss. So it's the boss's Bosch Bonanza. Yes. Okay, you say. Are you kidding? Save up to $500 on selected Bosch cooking and laundry appliances at Bing Lee. But only for a short time. Bing Lee. Better living every day. The days are getting longer, the nights are getting warmer. Spring racing has arrived. This year, Queensland takes centre stage for six thrilling weeks of spring racing action. Check out everything you need to know at racingqueensland.com.au. Queensland is racing. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1800 858 858. HQ Insurance gives you peace of mind with 24-hour fall cover and no excess on life-saving surgery claims. Plus optional extended fall policy until the 2024 yearling sales. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more information. Be sure Insure with HQ. Spring is in the air this Saturday with Tab. And for all races at Randwick and Mooney Valley, place a tote win bet in venue or on course with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second, third or even fourth, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on all races in Sydney and Melbourne this Saturday, but only at your local Tab. Download the app today. Excludes WA residents. First online tote win bet only. Placed in Tab venues. T's and C's at website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1-800-858-858. At Drum and Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah. Looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see your local expert at Drummond Golf. Racing HQ brought to you by 
Kosciuszko. Tickets now available in venue or on the Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Tease the season website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1800 858 858. Can you imagine the thrill and bragging rights of owning a runner in the Caulfield Guineas who could possibly become a $10 million sire? Well, that dream can now be a reality with the racing league. The horse is called Lethal Thoughts. He's trained by Kieran Ma and he's a $14 chance to win the Guineas. This is truly a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. The amazing thing is you can still buy into this going concern, own your share in Lethal Thoughts and have a potential stallion prospect. Own your share of Lethal Thoughts for just $260 and then $20 a month will cover all costs. Simply go to trl.net forward slash hustlers today, AFSL, license 223671. Race 7 here, Munns, the GPI Tramway Stakes, Group 2, 1400 metres. Yeah, and last year's winner goes around again in this year's race, and that is Zaki, and it's our favourite. Odds on, $1.85. Colding is a $34 chance. Converge with the synthetic hoof filler off at $7.50. Profondo is a $5 chance. Character at $26. Yonkers at $31. Nimalee is at $18. Big Boy Roy at $31. Yearning is a scratching now uh, yearning, so that's just, uh, that's a late scratching yearning, so I'll check the deduction for it, and Ice uh, Prime Candidate out, the deduction there was two cents a win and one cent the place and Ice Bath is a $7.50 chance, let me just check that deduction with that late scratching of yearning, and that deduction there, which came out at 8.34 uh, three cents a win and two cents a place. Uh, most popular runner here is Zaki. Uh, it is uh, more than double the investment on its nearest rival, which is Profondo. And third pick is Ice Bath. How does the map look in the tramway here, Brad? We've lost a little bit of clarity with Prime Candidate coming out of the race, so that makes us a little bit tricky as far as potentially turning into a bit of a, a sprint home here. Maybe Big Boy Roy can take it up. Zaki won't be too far away. Profondo just in behind, and I originally had Converge going back, uh, but with no Prime Candidate in the race, maybe they do go forward here, Duff. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. I, I would have thought yes, uh, yet, uh, looking, knowing the stable, um, he will go, I'm so sure with intent, but he'll go, he'll roll forward here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with Zaki. Uh, like I said, he, he's had a lovely grounding for this. He's the weight for age star. He's, um, he's obviously going to take some beating here. I'll put in Converge, uh, a, a horse that's still untapped with those form lines around Animo last preparation and the 1400 appeals first up but he he is a you know a Ramwick Giddies winner on a heavy nine track and believe me we're on our way to a heavy track here 7.7 millimetres this morning although it does look like the, the, it's going to stop shortly um Four Profondo I'm worried about now. Would have been top pick in the dry. I love the way he's come back. It's just no conclusive evidence about him uh, on wet tracks. I know when he ran on the Rose Hill Guineas, he raced too aggressively there on the heavy, and, and he was okay on that, uh, you know, uh, uh, well, he, he was in the Australian Guineas and his other soft six run, and he wasn't right there. So a little bit inconclusive. And I'm shocked she hasn't firmed now with this re rain this morning, Ice Bath, sitting there with no weight on her back, uh, with her wet track credentials and a run back under her belt. Um, yeah, funny race. Um, one, three, four, and 11.
Same numbers for me, 1, 3, 4 and 11 after a frosty yearning. Uh, we're subbing in Ice Bath as the fourth pick, but Zaki on top. Uh, market tells you he's hard to beat. Munn's reference that he won this race 12 months ago and all he has to do is come back just as well to be winning here too. So three converge, best of the rest. He's a horse that does have his peaks deeper into his campaign, so whatever he does today, he can only improve on. I do prefer him ridden on the cold side. Does he have that luxury here? Uh, probably not, but he's too classy to dismiss, isn't he? He obviously beat Animo Fair and Square last campaign. Four Profondo. Nobody missed his first up run in the Wink Stakes, as Duff said, won't want it any wetter, uh, but he's obviously returned well. And 11 Ice Bath, she's so well weighted here, 53 kilos. Blinkers back on, uh, and we know that the wet holds no fears whatsoever. So 1, 3, 4, and 11. Looking at Darren's numbers here for the tramway. Race 7 gets our quaddy underway. 1 Zaki to beat 4 Profondo, 3 Converge, and 11 Ice Bath. 1, 4, 3, and 11 for Darren in race number 7. We've got a race 8. This is the daily. Press Chelmsford Stakes. Group 2, wait for Rage Munns over the Randwick Mile. Scratch numbers 11 and 12 where quality field comes together. Yeah, starting with Moonga here, and he is a $6.50 chance. New Marion with the synthetic hoof filler off at $10. Knight's Order is a $21 chance. Stockman at $18. Kukaracha at $34. Great House is a $41 pop. Crystal Pegasus at $31. Entente with the blinkers off at $34. Surefire, our favourite at $2.90. No compromise at $31. Supernova out, no deduction. Profondo out, no deduction. Deduction. Allegron at $19. Benno at $9.50. And Montefilia is a $5 chance. Uh, most popular runner here is Surefire. Already as much as $3.40 this morning. $3.40, $3.10, now $2.90. And not the most popular runner so far today. It has over double the investment on its nearest rival, which is Moonga. Third pick would be... Stockman and fourth pick would be New Merion. And does this race pan out, Brad? Yeah, another intriguing race. It's going to be a, another battle of tactics, this one, isn't it? Because you're looking at Knights or on Entente as your only leaders, and their horses, obviously, it'll get over much further than the mile. Where do you go after that? New Merion probably won't be far away. Mawanga, uh, it'd be ideal if he can hold a spot and, and just sit one out, one back. And if you're looking for surefire, I imagine he finds himself in the second half of the field. That said, uh, there are a lot of stayers here, so you'd think he's got the necessary speed to settle down in front of a couple of them. Still, uh, yeah, an intriguing little race. It is. I'm going with the class and the proven weight for age form of Montefilia here. I'm not worried. I think the um, the wet tracks slowed a couple of these speedsters up. Uh, well, the, the horses with more dash up than her. I think her class is going to take her a long way. And I think she's a very, very good gamble at $5 here. Um, dangers are obviously Surefire, who was excellent first up. You have to. You, it's hard to knock him, except that he gets to wait for age very, very quickly here. But he has, uh, you know, he, he has got a lot of upside. Mawanga is uh, could easily win this race. I think he's really helped with Stockman drawn inside him and uh, well, no compromise drawn inside him and Stockman outside him. Just gives him that first couple of strides because they're negative horses uh, to land a little bit in front of them and then Nash will get to work and put him into the race. Uh, so he's very dangerous here and Numeri and his stable mate uh, I love these horses that go out with a bang and there seems to be good talk around about him. Keen on 15, 9-1 of the dangers, 15, 9-1 and 2.
I've got 9, 15, 1 and 14. I've got Shawfire on top. Uh, his first up run was outstanding. That says to me that he's returned a real force to be reckoned with over this carnival. Will he still have the dash in his legs 1,600 metres second up? Uh, potentially not, but it's going to be a testing surface. So I think that probably helps him to some extent, particularly where he has drawn 15 at Montefilia for all the reasons that Duff did mention. I know she's not really a first up specialist and the mile is short as she wants it, but gee, she finds a winnable race here. And you go back through her last couple of first up runs and they still have a right in the finish here. One, Mwanga, well he's the only group one miler in the race. Now if you're forgiving of what he did there in the Wink Stakes and Annabelle Nation went through the reasons this morning as to why you can be a bit forgiving. Uh, he doesn't like being cluttered up. He likes a bit of momentum and he pairs beautifully here with Nash Trewilla. So if they see a bit of clear air there at the 800 metres, he's going to be very hard to beat. And take your pick as far as the start that'll run on at the end here. Benno, uh, I thought, was, was brilliant there first up and he can only build off that. But all this rain around, all of a sudden Stockman uh, is kicking and squealing in his box. So 9.15 and 1.14. And Looking at Darren's numbers, as we look at these numbers, um, Ronnie, if you're a fan of a horse like No Compromise, I mean, doesn't mind a, a wet track, he has to step up a bit, but I mean, Trifecta's first force, would you look at him? Yes, um, he is one of mine, he's just so genuine. Oh, I thought he'd do something first up there, um, I, I threw him in a couple of Trifectas and whatever. Um, and he, like you said, he's, he's, he's heavy track and he's, he's honesty and he's consistency, yeah, definitely. 15 for Darren, 15 Montefilia to be 9 Shawfire, 2 New Marion and 14 Benno. 15, 9, 2 and 4 for Darren in the Chelmsford Stakes today. Let's get on to race number 9 on the program here. And uh, this will be the Connection to Sports Handicap Muns, a benchmark 78 over the 1,200 metres. Yes, and we've got a, a visitor from uh, the Kieran Mars table, Pioneer River, or he has been to Ramwick before, and it is a $13 chance. We've got War Eternal resuming with the blinkers off at $17. Tiger Legend resuming at $15. Geo, first run back from a break at 12 to keep the fresh horses rolling. Silent Impact, $2.70 in favourite. Starman at $5. Zarastro is out, $0.08 cents a win and $0.09 cents a place. Ita at $26. Larkspur run out, ran yesterday, five cents a win and six cents a place. Burning Crown out, no deduction. Sevenac out, four cents a win and five cents a place. Meg out, she won yesterday, won the Mona Lisa, two cents a win and one cent a place, the deduction there. Arbitration at $6.50, Hell I Am at $7.50, and Go Rush Lightning, Ellen Hennessy will only claim one and a half here, and it is a $23 chance. Well, this has been a decent move. Uh, silent Impact already today... Um, 310 into 270 after it went up $10 at the start of the week. Uh, and it has more than doubled the investment on its nearest rival, which there is little between Arbitration and Hell I Am. And fourth pick is Tiger Legend. How's the map shake down here, Brad? Go Rush Lightning uh, looks your leader, just the 15.5 kilos on its back after the claim of Ellen Hennessy. It'll spear forward, Pioneer River not far away, Silent Impact not far away, Hell I Am I think punches up to use that low draw and maybe Tiger Legend now uh, after a couple of scratchings can be a little bit more prominent than I originally had him in my first mapped off. Yeah, these last two races are very hard. Um, I, I like Starman as a horse, I think he's... Um, He's only had the eight starts. He's been set a few targets, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm enthused that Chris is happy to run a first-up horse on a track like this. Suggests that he's quite comfortable to do that. His two trials are nice. Um, yep, I'll go with him. Uh, Silent Impact is a got some very good form. 
and he his first trial was much better than his second trial but I don't let that play with my mind with uh, the stable here and the market suggests that he's right in order hard to beat 13 arbitration did a good job up up in class last time and Geo's a big query another one I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'd be more enthused that they're, they're letting him run first up on a heavy track here considering he's only had one soft trial and he's a yard and market watch 6, 5, 13 and 4 I'm going to give Geo an each way chance here at the odds. 14, four, or 4, 14, 5 and 13. Now, the last time we saw him at the races, he was a big winner there at Newcastle. That was one of the provincial championships. Qualified, didn't quite make it to the final. He's a horse that's been plagued by niggling little injuries throughout his career, but he put a, a good gap on them there. He beat Kiss some. That stacks up really well here. I know it was second up, out to 1,400 The Last preparation, he was 63 weeks uh, between campaigns. So a bit of a difference up here, albeit as Duff touched on, he's only had the one soft trial, but trying to read between the lines, the fact that he is running here suggests that he has done enough work. So that makes him hard to beat, uh, and the heavy track, I think, is a big tick for him. 14, hell I am. Well, the big advantage he has, this three-year-old, is he's up and running. So he's had three runs already. Uh, he's a good winner against the older horses last start. Will be in 53 kilos. Camps in behind the speed. He gets his chance. Five silent impact. He's a hope. I think he's very skinny now at $2.70. Uh, but certainly respect that market confidence around him. Great fresh record. Great record over the sprint trips. And he's obviously ready to do something here in 13 arbitration. Uh, she's a pretty handy mare. Uh, the wet's okay for her. And all she has to do is really hold her form to be somewhere in the finish again. So 14, 4, 14, 5 and 13. Okay. Darren's numbers for race nine at Ram week today uh six star man to beat uh, five silent impact four geo and three tiger legends six five four and three six five four three last of the day race number 10 10 past five for the icon services handicap here muns and suppose some some fringe nice staying horses here in a benchmark 94 at the mile yeah, we'll start with the Canberra Cup winner in Sacramento returning today as a $41 chance. Luncey's returning at $41. Lightning Jack is out, no deduction. Paternal at $13. Regal Lion, now the blinkers are off and the synthetic hoof fillers off, and it's a $31 chance. Rousseau out, no deduction. Yale Town uh, resuming after a long break. It has suffered a fractured pelvis, and it is a $23 chance. Alcione at $8.50. Yanis at $17. Yee Yee is out. Two cents a win and two cents a place. Carp Fever, Regan Bayless, your rider there with the blinkers off at $81. Kiss the Bride, Dylan Gibbons will only claim one kilo here. Blinkers on, $34. Wicklow is your favourite at $3.60. Niffler at $6. Welsh Legend at $34. Outlandos is our next runner and it is a $41 chance. Opacity Tyler Schiller only claim one kilo, seven dollars and fifty cents. Old Mac is a ten dollar chance, and Wild Chap Reese Jones, your rider there, and it is a fourteen dollar chance. Righto, what is most popular runner here in the last? And you have to look down. Well, Wicklow, it's got to be here, and already uh, today. Uh, $4.80 uh, best price given about it earlier today now a $3.60 chance so a dramatic change in the market here um, second pick would be Giannis and third pick is Paternal pretty handy field to finish off here Brad
Yeah, depending on how aggressive they are on the two resumers here, for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, Sacramento and Yale Town, uh, probably has a bearing as far as how this race is going to be run. I thought Wild Chap might hold them both out with no weight on his back and that little fitness advantage outside of that. Bold Mac can be a lot closer today and Kiss the Bride, I imagine, just parked him behind the speed here too. I think Paternal's too nice a horse not to sprint well fresh here. He's had his two trials where he's been nicely held and and he's a horse with upside. He's a derby place getter in the winter with a little bit of residual fitness. He's got a couple of good heavy track runs in the pack of plate and the uh, rough habit. So, yep, I think he'll run well if he ticks off the yard box. Uh, Alcyone, that was a, I think was a lovely positive report from James this morning to say that we're going to see probably what he did at Rose Hill on the heavy track first up where he bolted in there and we might see a similar type of animal here today and come the last these lightweights might come right into play um, with testing conditions fit horses no weight at a mile bold mac shocked he hasn't firmed this morning um he's his wet track form is excellent um that's where he won his race first up when he wasn't ready and also opacity with no weight on his back and he's uh, you know favorite uh, track and distance really Four, eight, eighteen, and seventeen. All right, I've gone 18, 14, 12 and 13. It sounds like I'm reading out the lotto numbers there. Some big numbers, but it's that kind of race, isn't it? I've gone the way of Bold Mac. Uh, it's a lovely setup for him today. So last, uh, I know he was well held there by Nifla, but he just got back uh, in a race where they didn't go any great gallop and he was poking through the line okay with 60 and a half kilos. So a huge drop down to 52. Reunites with Jay Ford uh, and they won together first up at Rose Hill on a heavy track. So he parks up a lot closer in the run and I can see him doing something here and, and proving very hard to beat at around that $10 quote. 14, Nifla the mile seems to be about her sweet spot. She's got a fantastic record. Uh, that she gets to do is hold her form from last start and again she deserves plenty of respect. I thought Kiss the Bride was a cheeky little roughy. Uh, he is a little bit hard to catch, but he does have a, a history of improving sharply second up. He's been back to the trials since his first start failure. He looked pretty sharp there, and the blinkers go back on. And 13, Wicklow. This wet track probably offsets the fact that he's coming back slightly in trip. So 18, 14, 12, and 13. Okay, Darren Flindell, last of the days with number 12, Kiss the Bride at big odds. Uh, to beat 14, Niflis, 17, Opacity, and 4, Paternal, 12. 14, 17 and 4 for Darren in the last. Ron, what's your best for Chelmsford Stakes Day? Yeah, best race 8, number 15, Montefilia. Best value bets are in races 3 and 4, and that is Party for 1 and Chalkstream. Good on you, Ron. Enjoy, enjoy a day at Ramwick, a wet Ramwick as best you can. We'll speak next Saturday. Thanks, Richard. Good on you, Ron Duffersey, and for Pannon's Postmortem as well. Uh, Brad, what's, uh, what's your best of value for today? Let's get the cash nice and early. Race one, number eight, Opal Ridge. I think she'll be a little bit too good for those highway class horses today. And the best value comes up in the last. Race 10, number 18, Bold Mac with no weight on his back and he'll love the conditions. So for our sake, hopefully we can bookend the meeting. Good man. We'll see you during the week. Thanks, guys. Good on you. Brad Gray, Stacker Shows. Brad's on here on Sky Thoroughbred Central. And uh, I don't know if you're still there, Muns, but, uh, yeah, punters, get involved now. For, you're, you're looking for your wet trackers, uh, I'd imagine. Oh, Mars Crusader's still there. I suppose um, I thought he might be a bit suspect with uh, the track downgrading, but what a good Concord. Yes, it is. Uh, eight point. I thought Ronnie would have left us with his rainfall total before he <laughs> ducked out at 8.3 mils of rain uh, so far today on that track at Ramwick. So uh, that's uh, 8.2 mils of rain. I think you'll find since uh, the track was rated a soft six. 
at uh, quarter past six this morning, downgraded to a soft seven at 20 past eight. And I'd say uh, first job for Mark Van Gessel and the team will be going out there to inspect the track when they get to headquarters this morning. Good on you, Munns. Speak soon. Thanks, Richard. Glenn Munsey there. Thank you, Jens, and thank you, listeners. Hopefully you've um, you've done your form and maybe yours correlates the same as uh, as the gents. Maybe not. Whatever you're doing today at Ramwe, good luck. All those markets up with the tab. Andrew Hurley, uh, after 10 o'clock, give us a bit of an, an update where the money is going uh, with Behind the Gates, and that Behind the Gates bet will open up at 10 o'clock between 10 and 11. Brad Davidson and Darren Flindell, part of that as well. Almost two minutes past nine, we'll head to a break here on Racing HQ Today on the other side, it's form and tips and selections for the Valley Fee and Stakes Day. Mark Hunter and Dean Lester after the break. Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country, races back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. Entry open in New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number GOCSC 1051. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Introducing the all-new Kia Niro. Available as a hybrid or full electric model, this SUV is smarter than your average car. Featuring Kia Connect technology. Take control of your Niro with your smartphone. Cold out? Turn up the heat before you get in. Forgot where you parked? Relax. The app will lead the way. The all-new Kia Niro in hybrid or all-electric. It's smarter than your average car. Kia. Movement that inspires. Don't whinge and whine about the traffic. Think of the wine you'll have at home. A glass of Windy Peak Cabernet Merlot by De Bortoli, of course. Here's the traffic. Get into Dad's good books this Father's Day with Dimmicks. Better still, buy one, get one 50% off a range of best-selling books. Find the perfect gift this Father's Day at your local Dimmicks store. Sydney CBD works on Bridge Street there, eastbound between Pitt Street and Macquarie Street. Two lanes are closed. Lights are blacked out in Hillsdale, Bunurong Road at Flint Street, affecting all directions. Beaconsville flooding on the road, affecting your northbound run, O'Reardon Street at Johnson Street. Journey to Middle Earth with the brand new series, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Watch now on Prime Video. Start your 30-day free trial with Prime Video today. I'm Luke Germain, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. HQ Insurance gives you peace of mind with 24-hour fall cover and no excess on life-saving surgery claims. Plus optional extended fall policy until the 2024 yearling sales. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more information. Be sure, insure with HQ. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. Spring is here and the racing is heating up. Get your fun back on track at Run to the Rose Day. Featuring magnificent group racing, a vibrant trackside atmosphere and award-winning hospitality. Run to the Rose Day, next Saturday at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theracers.com.au. Racing HQ brought to you by the Kosciuszko. Tickets now available in venue or on the Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Teaser season website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858.
five past nine, Racing HQ Saturday. Welcome back. Great to have you with us. We focus on Mooney Valley Racing today. Fee and Stakes Day, and uh, there are nine races to, to get through here. Dean Lester and Mark Hunter joining us as always. And uh, Dean, good morning to you for a start. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Richard. Good morning where, to you. Where are these fee and runners? What are we down to a field of five? Yes, it's a, it's a little bit uh, light on, unfortunately, uh, with the... The uh, fan now, but having group ones either side of it, uh, in days gone by, of course, the, the Memsey wasn't a group one and, and neither was the Maccabi Diva, but they are and the fan dipped out. So, uh, yeah, it's sort of uh, left there a bit and uh, it's a bit unfortunate because there's a great prize on offer. Uh, if, if you're not qualified up enough, uh, the winner gets a ticket straight into the Cox Plate. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a small field, but um, select nonetheless. Mark Hunter, Mark, good morning to you. Morning, Richard. Uh, what are we putting up? A soft six for the valley uh, at the moment. That's the way it reads. Yep, soft six. It's sort of been there all week and hasn't changed. Um, I'm not been closer to me than for the winter this week, but I don't think there's any rain forecast. So hopefully, it's in that soft six range. Rail back through might be hard to make ground. All right, let's uh, let's dive in. Let's try and uh, break this meeting down. And uh, race one, three-year-olds start the day. A 12.30 start for race one at the Valley. Three-year-olds over the 1,500 metres. And uh, number one here, Castilium, is at $4. Favourite is number two uh, with the fixed market. That is Major Beal and is a $3.90 favourite and a $3.10 tote favourite for Tulloch Lodge. Number three, Big Story, is at $5. Take out number four. Number five, Red Sun Sensation, $4.20. Uh, six is not there. Number seven, Elegant Diva, $5. And number eight, Disturbia, is the outsider here at $21. So, um, well, just the, the field of six here, uh, Dean, but a competitive little betting race here. Major Beal, the current 3 90 favourite, but maybe a bit to play out. Yeah, it's, it's an even race. Uh the six runners, I'm putting in numbers two, five, one, and three, but the other two uh, that I haven't mentioned have certainly got ability. Uh, Major Beal I'm going with. Uh, sort of like the way he, he came off the bit early, both at Wyong and his last start, but he toughed it out pretty well. I think uh, come across from the outside draw, first use of the track, I think they'll be aggressive with the tactics and hard to beat. Red Sun Sensation was a good win at Geelong. Uh, it was restrained, cut through the field, some of the best sectional times of the day. I think we'll be ridden closer here from the draw. It can run well. Uh, Castilians, a really honest Colt doing a good job. Uh, he had the three runs for Patrick Payne for a win in two seconds. Can run well again. And big story one on the synthetic at Ballarat. Just looks a bit of a baby still, very raw. And this is a better race, but maybe next best. But, uh, yeah, competitive race. I'm going to go with Major Beal. 2513. I've got the same four numbers, but I think one of the top two will win. I'm keen on number one, Castilian, who I think since joined the Paddy Payne stable, it's just getting better and better with each run. It was just beaten last time with a bob of the head. Little tricky draw in this small field to beat number two, Major Beal. Looks like the jump here to 1500 will just be ideal for it. Drawn wide, will press forward, could even find the top. If that happens, very hard to run down. Three big story. Won a weak race. I wouldn't say it was over impressive first up, but maybe it's fitter and maybe improves. And five red sun sensation, whose both runs have been good. This is a harder race and does step out to 1500 metres. Little queries there. So I think one of the top two will win. I'll go one, two, three, and five. 
takes us to race two at the Valley today, an open handicap over the 2,040 metres. Uh, number one here, Midnight Blue, is second up and is at $7.50 with the tab fixed market. Number two, Good Idea, resumes here at $34. Three, Irish Flame, $6. Number four, Desert Icon, is a $3.80 fixed favourite and is a $3.60 favourite on the tote. Number five, Lightning Jack, $8.50. Six, Mohican Heights at $5.00. Uh, Scratch the seven, number eight, pre to turn at five fifty, and Harmisian number nine is a ten dollar chance. So Desert Icon, a horse we know pretty well here, gents. The favourite for race number two at this stage, Mark. What are you thinking? I like Irish Flame. I thought it would jump, lead, dictate, and win. Now that it's fitter for three runs back, so I was a little disturbed to hear Brett Scott on telly yesterday say that he doesn't want to lead. So uh, let's put a spanner in the works. Um, look, I still think it jumps and lobs in front. There's no pressure. So. I'll go with Irish Flame here to beat number six, Mohican Heights, who's fitter for the few runs back. He's ready to win. Eight pre to turn. It's fitter. It's got a good 2,000-metre win here at the track. And I'm sure Craig Williams will sum things up and go forward, settle handy. And then one midnight blue. Pretty plain first up, I thought, but fitter and gets the blinkers on and gets a good trailing run through from gate one. So, look, I like three. I hope it leads three, six, eight, and one. I agree. I hope it leads too because uh, that's his best chance, uh, Irish Flame, today in this race. Uh, he just probably needed that run and he went very slowly in front as well and then probably got out sprinted last time out, but maybe he can use his assets a bit better here. Uh, I'm going with him to beat uh, Desert Icon. Just wanted to lay in a little bit that last week, but that was a better race and it was a high pressure race and the stayers ultimately came to the fore with uh, Emissary uh, beating Shiraz. So I don't think this will be as high a pressure and he, he should travel better and he can run well. Midnight Blue, uh, when he was in Perth, he was a much better horse in the blinkers. So I do think it's a significant gear change. And I thought he did probably just enough first up. But blinkers going on, I think, uh, is a positive. And Mohican Heights, uh, who hasn't raced for five weeks, a little bit of a concern, but did run well in the small field here last start. Three, four, one, and six. Okay, Mooney Valley form here. We're Dean Lester and Mark Hunter. We're working our way through to race three on the day here. The English ready to race sail October 11 plate. Yeah, your cattle logs on your desk for your, for your two-year-old race if you, or two-year-old horse. If you want to buy a horse, you can always do that. And uh, three-year-olds, set weights and penalties here, 1,200 metres. Emerging types here. Number one, Sebenak uh, is down to Melbourne for Team Hawks at $8.50. Number three, Mullane is at three ninety. Three Athletica is a ten dollar chance. Number four Charlemagne is the favourite here at three sixty on the fixed market. Four dollars makes it the favourite on the tote as well at this stage. Number five Sir Bailey is at fifteen dollars. Six Latvian resumes here at sixteen dollars. Seven's out. Number eight Amenable at seven dollars resumes here as well. Nine's out. Ten Sir Juggernaut fourteen. Eleven Meridius at eleven. And number 12, Social Conscience, $151. So number four, Charlemagne is just the favourite here in front of Mullane. Um, Dean, as I come to you, I don't know, it sounds like a parochial Sydney cider, but you'd have to give Sebenak a, a bit more respect here down there at the $8.50, maybe. I think so too, Richard. Uh, I thought he looked in need of the run first up and then not much went right. He was in the worst part of the track. He got interfered with. Uh, it was, a, I thought, a total forgive run and uh, we saw him run so well in a blue diamond. Uh, I'm going to go with Amenable just ahead of him, though, uh, who resumes. He won at Sandown last time in, looked very green, but... 
then really quickened up well in the style of a, a nice horse. And I think his two recent trials uh, would suggest he's going well. He's given a very soft trial first time out, and then the most recent one, I thought he went to the line really well. So uh, I think once he, he'll probably balance up, he'll need a bit of luck getting through traffic. But uh, at the odds on offer, I'm with him to beat Sebenak. As I said, I think he'll just improve with all all things taken into account, fitness and, and luck in running, etc. cetera. Uh, Athletica, another one uh, down from Sydney from Barrier 1, using that inside part of the track to advantage. Uh, it's got some hope in Mullane. It was a really good run in the Vane Stakes, and the Vane Stakes might be one of the better... Uh, Colts and Geldings references down here at the moment. Just where he gets to in the run from the draw is my concern. Uh, eight, one, three, and two. Yeah, I've got the same top pick here, number eight, amenable. I thought that debut win was enormous coming from the back and spreading really quickly. But he gets trolled terrific. It will need luck from gate two. You would imagine it probably falls down the rail behind Athletica, ends up two pairs back. So. We'll need the luck to come at the right time. If the brakes come, it'll be very strong late here at the end of 1,200 metres to beat. The two that I think will settle 1-2, number four, Charlemagne. Not sure it runs a total strong 1,200 metres, but if it finds the top and dictates, it's going to be very hard to run down. Uh, six, Latvian. It's trialling well. Probably goes forward, sits outside Charlemagne. They can control the race from there. And two, Mullane, who was good first up. Just going to be in a really awkward spot here. Need the track to play fairly and need things to go right. So we need a bit of luck, 8, 4, 6 and 2. Get to our feature nice and early on the program here. Race 4 of the Valley is the Clams Seafood Fee and Steaks. Wait for Rage, Group 2 going over the mile. And number 1, Spanish Mission gets his spring underway. He's there as a $12 chance with the tab. Number 2, Mr Brightside, $1.85 fixed, $1.70 on the tote and a pretty firm favourite. Number 3, Sound. I don't know how many, how many spring carnival sounds been around here, but he's back for another one. He's there at $26. Number 4, Earlswood. That's a bit of interest here. Right there at $3.50. Scratch number five. And number six, Inspirational Girl resumes here. And she's a $4.60 chance. So I suppose, Mark, yeah, Mr. Brightside is the favourite, but you want, I suppose you want to see what Earlswood looks like and an absolutely inspirational girl here. Yeah, they're the three chances, Richard. Look, I, I think Mr. Brightside will win. He's got that benefit of one run back fitness-wise where he controlled the race. wasn't a flash win, but he's never going to lose. I think here... With that race under his belt, there's no pressure whatsoever in the race. I would imagine Craig Williams goes straight to the front, dictates, and I think he's the most likely winner here to beat the two that should be following him. Number six, Inspirational Girl. Got a win over Mr. Brightside. It's every bit as good a horse, if not better. Just the run's fitness that Brightside's got might tell. Uh, Four, Earlswood. Going to get a beautiful run right behind the leader, and then one Spanish mission who... I think it will be won't be suited by the tempo and probably needs a drier track, but should be finishing the race off okay. Two, six, four, and one. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Inspirational Girl because I think uh, in a slowly run race and a dash home, she won the blamey beating Zaki and uh, Mr Brightside. And uh, whilst Mr Brightside does have that run under his belt, she's a very good mare, Inspirational Girl, and I, I think uh, she can run well. I thought her most recent jump out at Geelong showed that she's starting to really build her fitness uh, to beat Mr Brightside, who's a terrific winning horse, and uh, he'll give a great side again. Uh, Earlswood... A little bit of the unknown in that uh, next preparation, he might improve a lot on what 
we saw and what we saw of him in the Carline Cup was very good. So uh, he's a really interesting runner and Spanish Mission gearing up for the longer trips later on in the spring next best. But fascinating race, but I think Inspirational Girls are a really good chance of beating the favourite. Six, two, four and one. Race five, the Mitty's McEwen Stakes. Good sprint here. Gr- uh, group two, wait for rage, 1,000 metres. And uh, from the top here, number one, the Inferno uh, kicks off here and he is a $12 chance. Number two, in the Congo, $5. Number three, Rothfire. I want to see how he looks in the yard today at $6. Number four, Zoo Style. A couple of quick, quick Queenslanders here at $6.50. Number five, Away Game. She's there at $6. Six, Semion at $41. And number seven, Cool and Gatter. She's a $2.30 fixed favourite. Currently $1.90 on the tote. You'd imagine a few multis running through her already. But um, group two, wait for Rage in the McEwen Stakes. Dean, how are you going to play it? I'm going to go with Cool and Gather. Uh, I think uh, she resumes. Uh, I'm not that wrapped in the uh, the three-year-old current three-year-old crop with a couple of exceptions, and she's one of them. I uh, thought what she did in her first preparation or first season of racing was a bit of a bonus, and that she can probably mature up even more. Uh, she's trolled up well. Uh, I think handles soft ground okay. I'm with her to beat in the Congo. I just think he's just a good, reliable horse. Uh, he uh, won a Golden Rose. He's placed uh, in a galaxy with a big weight. He can run well fresh. Uh, won the Inferno. Won the race last year. If they overdo the speed, and the speed does come across from out wide, uh, he's the one running on, and maybe a way game next best. But uh, I'm going to go with Cool and Gatter there. Uh, seven, two, one, and five. Yeah, I'm with Cool and Getter as well. It's a race I can't really uh, warm to, but just might be the one that's best suited at 1,000 metres here. The recent trial everyone would have seen was outstanding, 50 kilos uh, to beat number five away game who survived the world tour as a two-year-old and still going strong. It's got the blinkers on from gate one, pokes through, gets a beautiful run, won the Inferno. If they go mad here, and there's a lot of 1,200-metre speed rather than 1,000-metre speed, if they do go mad and chop each other up, the Inferno might be the one finishing off strongly and two in the Congo. I don't know if it's fast enough at 1,000 metres to carve across and lead. I'm sure it'll try. Uh, if it does that, it'll take running down. So number seven, the most likely winner, but it's a race I'll watch, seven, five, one, and two. Okay, every, uh, every bit the uh, an Everest audition of sorts for those very good sprinters in the McEwen. Race six is the first league of the Valley Quaddy, the Musk Creek Farm Atlantic Jewel Stakes. Listed race three-year-old fillies, bit of black top up for grabs over the 1,200 metres and a pretty smart group of girls come together. Number one, Revolutionary Miss is here and she is a $9.50 chance fixed with the tab. Two's out. Number three, I'm loving ya. She's your three fifty dollars uh, fixed favourite. Number four, Lady Laguna is at $5. Uh, five, Boogie Dancer going great guns at five fifty. Six, Troche, $4.80. Seven, Mumbai Jewel is at $23. Take out numbers eight and nine. Ten, Vavia is at $14. Eleven and twelve out. Thirteen, Portray, 17. F- uh, 14 out. And 15, Denied is a $19 chance. Six 16 and 17, not there. I'm loving you. As a $3.50 favourite here, Mark, for race number six, can she repel some of these Sydney fillies or who are you with? She's got a chance. Look, this is a race where nothing would shock me here, so I'll go back to tipping the leader, thinking that might be an advantage today. Number six, Troach, who has to run the 1,200 metres. That's the query of the last 100, but I think it will be the leader. I think Willow will just control the race. It'll give a kick and look the winner. Just has to hang on that last 100 to beat number three. I'm loving you. 
who was good first up, should be able to hold up closer from a good draw and run well. Poor Lady Laguna. It was okay first up. It'll be fitter. It'll press forward. And I'll put the toppy in, number one, revolutionary miss. Hard to tell how it's going after that first up run. It wasn't really afforded uh, many favours in the run. It's fitter. It's a lovely run from the draw. John McNeil to ride. It's there with a chance also. Nothing would shock. Just going with the leader. Six, three, four, and one. Yeah, I've got the same trifecta. Uh, I'm going to go with Troach also for the uh, same reasons as Mark's mentioned, that uh, it's just going to roll along. Make her own luck. Uh, the last 100 metres is probably the challenge, but uh, given an easy enough time in front, she might take a lot of running down. I'm loving it. will be just fitter for that first up run. Uh, she began better, and I think uh, she can race well here. Lady Laguna, another one that will improve off that first up run. I've put in for third, and I'll put Varvia in. Uh, it's an awkward draw for her, but I think with two runs under her belt, it's a real target race for her, and she's had the Valley experience on a few occasions now. I'll put her in next best. 6-3. Four and ten. Okay, on to race seven. We go at the Valley today. The Chautauqua Stakes, the Bendigo Bank Chautauqua Stakes, a listed race over the 1,200 metres. And um, we go down the board. Number one, Sinawan is not there today, but number two, Catalyst is. Um, big odds as well. A good horse a few seasons back. We know he's $31 today with the tab. Number three, Oxley Road is at $11. Um, the favourite is number four, Rangers. He's a tough customer. Been up forever. This horse is $4.80 and a fixed favourite. In a pretty open market. Number five, Wanda Bar. She'll uh, in, be in the year-long colours today. New ownership for her. Still with Chris at $10. Number six, Age of Chivalry is 14 Seven, Corner Pocket resumes, $6. Eight, Prince of Boom, $5.50. Number nine, Ranch Hand um, is at $18 resuming here. Number 10, Asar, 31 11 Felicia at 26 12 Enchanted Heart. Same deal as Wanda Bar with her as far as the owners go. She's at 26 13 Calypso Rain is at $15. Scratch the 14 and the, um, the Godolphin pair here. Four, uh, 15 Gravina is at $13 first up. 16's out and 17 Kalos at $12. 18 Poland is not there. So nice open market here, Dean. A, a decent sprint and uh, who do you want to be with? I'm leaning towards Rangers, uh, Richard, just because I think you get a cheap run from... Barrier one, uh, he was good behind Uncommon James at Caulfield. Uh, I think that's the right sort of form line and leaning his way. Seven corner pocket resumes. He's unbeaten at the Valley. He's a beauty fresh. Uh, he's got you know, a terrific winning habit, having won eight of 12. I think he's well placed first up. Uh, five Wonderbar and 12 Enchanted Heart for Chris Lees now in the Yulong ownership. Uh, both ran well at their most recent starts off a good speed, handled soft ground and have, have drawn well. At least they'll be strong late. And now that he's in the field, Gravina goes definitely in the quad. He looks to be trialling up really nicely. Four, seven, five and 12. Yeah, gee, this is another race with a stack of chances. Again, I've gone for speed map tips here, anticipating it'd be hard to make ground. I'll go same top pick as Dean, number four, Rangers, who just covered ground first up but fought on really well. It's fitter. It draws the inside. It'll get crossed and up. Leaders back or maybe a pair further back, depending on who charges forward. I think it'll get a beautiful run. Just need the brakes at the right time. Hopefully the fence is still good by now to beat 17 Kalos creeping into the field. And Kalos... First one down to the fence, get a lovely run and run well. Seven corner pocket, got a good chance, suited by the soft. Can be a, take a few strides to get going. I hope he doesn't get crossed and cut off there. And down to 12, Enchanted Heart. Just tried to pick the best of the Chris Lee's horses for fourth. I thought that might have been Enchanted Heart. 
Four, seventeen, seven, and twelve. Race eight is the Drummond Golf Handicap there at the Valley, an open handicap over the mile. Down the board, one's out. Number two, Dark Dream is back today at twenty-three dollars. Number three, Sosa Bon. He's a twelve-dollar chance if you like him today. Number four, Nerve Not Verve, pretty smart man, resuming at fifteen dollars. Uh, Uncle Bryn, number five, is your favourite for Besutton Young, two dollars thirty, and your favourite there for Tab number five. Number six, Military Expert, three. $3.60. Number seven, Rousseau is 19 8 the Amazonian, 23 9 Shot of Irish at 14 uh, Number 10, Wycliffe is at 26 And number 11, Mayfair Spirit in the market here a bit at $9. But favourite here is number five, Uncle Bryn uh, Mark, uh, for race number eight here at the Valley. I'm going to go with a bit of value here, Richard. Number nine, Shot of Irish each way. I thought this horse was well-suited today. First up, it went back, which it doesn't normally do, and was flat-footed, but then found the line really well. It's got 52 and a half after the claim. I think it can follow military expert across, it's drawn next to it, follow it across, park outside leader, soft track perfect. It's run a good race up on the speed in the fee in here, and look, I think Shot of Iris got a great chance here to beat number six military expert. It's the leader. It gets down to 54 kilos. It's got to run a strong mile, which is a query, but if this track's favouring leaders, it certainly helps you get away with that sort of thing. Uh, five Uncle Bryn, thought it was okay first up without raving. It's fitter, it might win. And then eight, the Amazonian. Oh, this horse will run well. It's had two trials without blinkers. It looks to be going terrific. The blinkers go on race day. Probably needs the run and probably needs further, but gee, it'll be picking its way through and hitting the line hard. So a bit of value for me, nine, six, five, and eight. I'm going to go with Uncle Bryn. Uh, I thought uh, probably had a bit of enough against him first up, running at weight for age. Back to a handicap here. I think he's well suited. And uh, Ben Malum down to 54 kilos. It's two kilos lighter than he's ridden uh, in his uh, probably last couple of years. So uh, I'm with him to beat number six, military expert, who looks the leader, just needs to run that strong 1600. But going well, drops in weight, and I think will make his own luck. 11 Mayfair Spirit, who comes off a restricted race, and a bit out of the handicap, but did a good job to win last time out and probably improving with each run, as the May Eustace horses often do. And shot of Irish, just wondered if he needs the blinkers back on, but uh, with 52 and a half, he can certainly be effective in this grade with the, the jar out of the track. Uh, 5, 6, 11 and 9. Ninth and last, we finish off with a benchmark 78 over the mile, where number one, he's our Bonneval is an $8 chance. Two's out. Number three, Do You Reckon, $21. Four, Global Gift is at $7.50. Number five, French Moon, 21 Six, Constantinople is at $71. Number seven, Unanimous at $10. Number eight, Mark of the Man is a $10 chance. Number, no, number nine, Pythagoras, 151 Number 10, Attractable is a $4.40 favourite with the tab fixed market. 11, Cerebus is at 23. 12's not there. 13, Pounding, 750. 14, Passion at 16. Number 15, Unusual Culture in the mix here at $6.50. And number 16, Seb Song at $26. 17 is not there. Uh, number 10 here, Attractable, a 440 favourite here, Dean in the last. Yeah, it's a good competitive race to finish. I'm a little bit surprised Attractable stayed in. I think he's better on drier ground, so I'm around the favourite. Uh, on with Unusual Culture, number 15, a mare that I just think probably been ridden a bit negatively from wide draws her past couple. I think if Clean Getaway, 54 kilos on her back from a good draw, she could probably take up a much more prominent role and 
I think she can turn that form around of the last couple of runs to beat number four, Global Gift, who ran really well last start. Uh, he got further back than he usually does, but that was the, just the speed of the race. I think he'll race closer here. Uh, eight mark of the man. He's a consistent horse on wet ground in these sort of races. He doesn't win out of turn, but he's there with some hope. And seven, uh, unanimous, who has had the two runs back. He's got too far back last start, hit the line well. Has got a placing at 1,600. I don't think he wants any further, but he's there with some hope. But I thought unusual culture was a little bit over the odds. 15, 4, 8 and 7. Yeah, look, if, if this race works out how I think it will, then I think number eight, Mark of the Man, is just an each-way special here at the $10. It comes into gate four... It's got Do You Reckon in five and um, Global Gift in six. So they come across, they lead, Mark of the Man sits third, gets the absolute run of the race, and on a wet track, it was terrific last time, three wide boxing on. So if the race works out like that, I think Mark of the Man is just an each-way special here to beat number four, Global Gift, who just showed no speed last time, got back and ran well, gets a beautiful run here, got the claim and fitter for that last run. I think it's the danger. 15 unusual culture, its three runs here have been pretty basic, I reckon, but it's had excuses each time. We'll find out today if it's any good. And three, do you reckon? Maybe that track was just too wet last time it punctured. Got a three kilo claim. If it's leaders, it'll give you a sight here with a claim. Like eight, eight, four, fifteen, and three. Okay, well done, gents. Uh, a look there at the valley today. Mark, I might just stay with you for your best and value on the day. Yeah, my best is race one, number one, Castilian, and my value.